Gotta have a little animation. That's just sick. That's so sick. I love that this is the first one. I love that it's plumbers. We're gonna be talking plumbing today. Well, king yeah. of the trade, we have our own throne. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say <laughs> that is good. Shit rolls downhill. I have not heard that one. <laughs> All right, so now let's let's get this party started, man. Let's like do honestly, it. so. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks no, for thank you. Thank and thank off you. mic, I was actually talking about how relatively easy it was to coordinate having five, because we've got a spectator as well, uh, to a roundtable that we wanted to do. And I'm, I'm loving that it's plumbers first. I, I don't know why, but I'm particularly fond that it's been you guys first, right? So this is going to be an interesting show. I want to go through the table. So I want to go by from, from my left, from yourself, Aaron. You start, introduce yourself, your business, any handles you want to share, and then vice versa, all you guys just share, and then we'll get right into the talking. Nice. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. I'm Aaron, uh, owner of Expert Plumbing and Drains. We've been in business now, uh, I think this is our fourth year, coming up on maybe our fifth year. Uh, we, we specialize in residential service installs, like commercial work, backflow services. Um, you know, uh, I've moved over to Canada here 10 years ago. And uh, yeah, I've been loving the journey ever since. Just out there doing the best that I can for the industry, you know. Nice. Awesome. How do I how do I come off of that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I know. God damn. He's we, got a resume. We went, we went counterclockwise. No, clockwise. We went clockwise. That's he, all we're doing. He's got a resume. Uh, my name's Adam Gordon. I've been in the uh, plumbing industry for about eight years now. It's going on nine. Uh, I run the plumbing department at Arother Group Plumbing. We're a general contractor. Um, I have Instagram, Gordon Bot Plumbing. Um, and that's about it. Nice. Awesome. Rob? Yes, sir. So my name is Roberto Fraschini, and I'm what's the, the middle name? I don't have a middle name. Yeah, Italian, you don't have a middle I do name. Not. I, my brother has there? a middle name. I guess I don't know. They, I guess they thought Roberto Fraschini was probably good enough. Three I, syllables is basically three middle names. Is uh, that what it is? Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I think I, I'm pretty happy with Roberto and Fraschini, so I think I'll do that. And uh, yeah, um, so. Uh, I own and operate Galaxy Plumbing. We've been in business for about nine years now, and uh, we're going strong. I feel like uh, we're at the beginning of our, our journey at this point here because, like, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, I've never felt so ready from now. And uh, I don't know. We do service, new construction, and, uh, yeah. What's the Instagram handle? Have you guys sh share the Instagram handles? I shared mine. Yeah, yeah. At Galaxy Plumbing. Galaxy Plumbing, right? Yeah. And Aaron, expert plumbing and drains. Expert plumbing and drains. Yeah. And now we got, we got the older uh, gentleman. Hey, the the fine guy. wine, fine wine. <laughs> yes, basically. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Sam, welcome. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. So, um, yeah, the name's Sam. The handle is Sam the Plumber. Um, born and raised in Oakville, still in Oakville. I uh, have a little small business, family business. Um, uh, I've been doing plumbing for a few decades and uh, we are just in our 15th year of our own business or my business and um and it's um uh, the website is samtheplumber.ca and my instagram handle is samtheplumber oakville and it's so cool because i'm from oakville and it was available so i took it is there another <laughs> sam the plumber toronto sam the plumber i Hamilton? think there's a few sam the plumbers <laughs> around and stuff so are you sure? we don't consider really? them we don't consider them. they're not the real I, sam the plumber I, I, we know who the real <laughs> sam yeah, the plumber yeah, is. i got the website <laughs> i was gonna say it's true we know who the real sam the plumber is and that's you sam <laughs> the myth uh, the legend sam yeah, the plumber so, so let me do a quick shout out to doll obviously thomas is just uh watching us and making sure that uh 
I guess it's a goal all across the board, right? That's all it is. But no, doll, doll valves limited. Uh, thank you so much, Thomas. This, this is going to be exciting to do this. I guess my first question to you guys is: Do we all know each other? I know that. Yep. Okay. Sort of. Sort, sort of? of. Well, sort of. If yeah. if you don't mind, I'll just say that I didn't before Instagram. I didn't know any of these three guys or four. Thomas, we probably saw you at a trade show or something. But anyway, Instagram has brought us together, and and we've been talking before we met, and um, and so it's a great community and stuff. And that's how I met them. Yeah. I know that you mentioned your business is fourteen, but how many years have you been in the actual business as uh, the trade? Um, I started as a first year apprentice in nineteen eighty eight, so I'm at thirty five. Wow! I was born in nineteen eighty eight. Wow! There we go. First of all, I'm in my fifties too. All right, so it's like we. We remember the 80s, right? Yeah. We didn't drink that much. We remember them. but Most uh, of them, for sure. <laughs> the we, important ones. we appreciate the wealth of knowledge that he has. There. Well, that's you what, and I'm I mean? sure there's a lot of respect coming from Sam as well, too, because he's seeing that, and I'm envious of you younger trades, you're picking up things a lot faster than we did when we picked it up at your age, right? Yeah. That's the difference. But you also have an advantage with technology, for to speak. But I mean, I would also say a slight disadvantage, maybe. Because we are still st talking construction here, right? So it's not everything could be done from your phone or not everything can be done that way. You can find manuals, you can find resources, or you could probably reach out to a contact, a supplier a lot faster. Mm. But I think what the advantage that Sam would have is that there's that experience. Yeah, I mean, I, like I've only been in the trade for eight years. When I was a first year apprentice, I moved over and I was already on social media with my last company that I was working with. Wow! So I actually got into the trade because I had a daughter and I wanted to support my family. And I figured, what's the, why not get back into the trades? Because I did it when I was in high school. Nice. And to be honest, I hated plumbing my first year. I was like, I made a mistake. What was the one thing that you were so hate, like hate I, towards? I was working with some grouchy old guys that would throw fittings. So at it was me the teacher. I, it was the mentor. It was the mentor, but. Social media allowed me to have mentors across North America, across yes. the world. And I was able to reach out to those mentors and figure out what I wanted to do in, within plumbing. And that's what the platform's all about. And that's like now that I'm a licensed guy, I, I would love to be able to be a mentor to younger apprentices that come up and teaching them and showing them a passion for the trade that I have. Yeah, and, I, and will. all everyone here is, has a passion for a trade. For sure, you know and I mean? you will. Like, if you keep up that passion, you will be a mentor. Oh, for you sure. Know, even if it's just one person down the road, but you will if you if you stay on that line, for yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, yeah. I do want to say that, I mean, the whole purpose of this roundtable, I mean, obviously roundtables in general have been a lot larger and you have more people at one time, but mm -hmm. the studio's only so big and the table's so big and we only have so many cameras and so many mics and everything like that. But the purpose of it was strictly about educating that, uh, the the audience that listens to this that construction is a community it's not a competition 100%. that's just how it is you have to look at it that way you yeah, cannot sure. keep on looking at the industry as if like you were mentioning off mic you got your shop is literally a stone throw away from each other oh yeah but yeah. you guys are vying for the same work yeah but you never look at each other as if you're competition opposition not no. competition like, yes no, not at all you, you have to bring value to the trade uh, I, I think you know uh, when I when I moved over from Ireland, you know, I, I was a pipe fitter in Ireland, and then I came here and I got into residential plumbing. Uh, I knew Sam long before Sam knew me because I was watching him in the area and watching what he was doing. Um, I've been plumbing for eighteen years now, so I've been plumbing way before Instagram or anything like it. I'm pretty new to that platform, uh, so you know, when I seen Sam on there, when when I first got involved. I wasn't doing much residential. I wasn't doing much custom homes or anything. So Sam was really providing a level of education. Like he, 
he's he's pretty much putting a standard out there to say like he he's naming what he does and how he does it so you know for someone like me and growing my business i can watch for what he's doing and and you know get a lot of ahead of the game if you know what i'm saying by watching somebody with so much experience so sam you're rare right because i've i've met the older trades and i'm not going to pick on one specific plumber or whatever most of them don't want to share yeah they don't care to share they had it hard i guess when they got started they were taught by a bad mentor or whatever and they were like figuring well you guys figure it out on your own you don't need me to spoon feed you the information but you're more than willing to share that information 100 percent. i mean i had that uh mentor and the guy i worked with that maybe threw fittings at me i remember they were a little bit coarse and stuff you know and you're just an apprentice trying to do the best you can so the thing that I kind of reflected, I wasn't really too happy a lot of the time. So I wanted to kind of put that back and not put that kind of pressure on anybody else and just give them a little bit of key. Sometimes I just post stuff on Instagram and I just put the stuff out there, try to do it nice, try to do it great and just be respectful, you know, and I appreciate the words you guys are saying that, you know, that I've done a few things, but I'll tell you, I might be an old dog, but I'm still learning too, because there's a lot of stuff that out there. And I, by far, I'm learning every day, which is great. And things like this on these round tables yeah. are great for not only us, but for everybody else. Mm-hmm. How is that navigating that world? Because obviously you guys are using Instagram or any social media platform to get leads, to communicate with potential clients, but also workforce to attract a new workforce. Mm-hmm. Is it a positive, is it a negative on that aspect, or are you seeing more benefits from the community aspect of it? Community aspect of it. I don't yeah. think... So it's the, it's the, it's the co-worker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to be honest, I'm... I'm I don't use it to get leads. Like, no. do you get it for leads? Do you any business off of Instagram? No. Don't, don't even look. For it's it. not worth no. your time to, to actually. It's just not. It. We have a marketing strategy, and it's it's not part of my strategy. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Are you, like, are you seeing the leads come in, or is it more about the educating mentor guidance kind of thing? So I think it's a little of both for me. Okay. Um, and, again, I, I, I don't work for Instagram or anything, but I'm telling you, Instagram is kind of really – been really helpful towards me and my business by posting some stuff and we've had some nice uh, things reciprocated back our way not only meeting great people and stuff but also manufacturers and trying to get the word out and stuff and it's been really good and positive and yes we've had some people contact us for work and it's it's been pretty good you know as, as long as it's in your niche uh, to me, it's uh, Instagram's benefited uh, Galaxy Plumbing in two major ways. I would say brand awareness. Okay, uh, it's really a lot of brand awareness. And another thing is, I would say uh, before I started Galaxy Plumbing and getting on Instagram, a lot of like I'm 43 now. A lot of my friends are the same age uh, as I am, and and most of them don't have businesses. And uh, I've met most of my closer friends now through Instagram, like Orst, a bunch of guys, Costa. And these are guys that I consider my friends. Uh, These are guys that I look up to. We are exchanging ideas. And I love the fact that they're so much younger than I am. Orst is like 32, 30. And uh, he's got like, he's into uh, like technology and certain things like ChatGPT. And there's things that both of us are are learning from each other. I have experience of like 25 years. He has experience in this and they jive. And uh, I would say in those ways, it's been beneficial. And just recently, we've uh, we've been on TikTok and I don't really spend much time on TikTok. Like I said, it's all brand awareness. And um, I've actually hired our newest uh, apprentice from TikTok. So you met him through there? He, Yeah, he reached out to me on one of the videos that we did. And uh, he just re- reached out. And he's like, hey, are you hiring? And I'm like, yeah, send me your resume. Send me his resume. I, I looked through it. He he reached out to me. 
a couple times back and forth, and uh, he's he's awesome. I love hearing that. Basically, yeah, he's, you guys are using it he, to better a, your business. It's mm-hmm. a great tool for hiring. Oh, like, can I, I just say that, like, I can tell you. Uh, recently, we stepped up our Instagram game, where you know we hired a guy to basically run it first. So it's not me doing a part time. And the resumes that have come onto my desk right now, you wouldn't believe. Man, that's really? great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. My my one apprentice, uh, Mick the plumber, we we've been talking for like three years and he applied. And then he in the interview, he's like, Yeah, I've been following you for like three or four years. Mm. And I was like, and he's like, We've talked. And I felt bad because I didn't remember talking Listen, to him. How do you remember <laughs> yeah. thousands of people? That's like, what I mean. It's just difficult. He's one of the he's one of my best plumbers. And yeah. then the, the positive thing is if they take passion in their work and they do use social media, you're able to go onto their profile and see what do. I want to know from all yeah. you gentlemen. It's a two-way street for sure. Because yeah. uh, obviously from, from you, Sam, because it's not that I pick on the older guys. I'm an older guy too, right? So it's just like you guys have a wealth of knowledge, right? So I'm very curious on what are your like challenges regarding being a plumber and running a plumbing business and what it was it like back in the 80s and 90s? Same question. You well, want me to... Uh, anybody, it, yeah? Well... Go, Go on, Sam. Yeah, Sam. So listen, I'll say Age right now. Beauty. The, the <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's got to say it, right? Like, it's not me, but that joke's gonna have to come up. Great, it's finally out. We got it out. Um, I was gonna say one of the biggest challenges is really just keeping up with the price and cost increases and stuff. So Dramatically in, in the last two three years, hundred percent. So you know what you want to. So let's just use round numbers. So if if material's gone up like thirty percent, you want to add that on there. That thirty percent is not coming out of my pocket or the and nor should from it the job. Nor should it. And nor 100%. should it. And so you try to do what you can to you know raise your prices and try to do it. You know we're in twenty twenty three. Things are expensive. Things are a little more expensive than they were five years ago. So. You know, it's still one of those times that uh, pricing is a little bit of a challenge, but you try to just remind them that it's a little more expensive. And it's, um, we're not a dot org. We are a for-profit business. And we, we're going to charge you a fair price, and we're going to collect a profit at the end of it. We don't really want to break even. I'm not doing this to break even. I got better things to do. So yeah. what I want to do is I want to do what I like to do and make a small profit for it. Gentlemen, I think- Oh, sorry. Anybody? Just jump in. Go ahead, you go, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 are we? Are we? Are we? Battle. Are, are we Battle. on? Oh, so we're on. Okay, so we're on the topic of like uh, ch- uh, just ch- today's challenges. Yeah, I just guess. challenges. And, and I, I guess it's For really me. easy to say that in the last funny three years that we've had, right? Obviously, we've are, seen an uptick on expenses of everything, but I mean, naturally evolving. You know, inflation was happening before then. So we were just material was getting more expensive. But the thing is, you guys have to face that. And I know in the construction industry, you get a lot of clientele that are going to jab at your labor costs, your operating costs and all this other stuff and expecting that you should absorb all this material costs, which is not fair. So I'm curious on how you guys are navigating those conversations. So the challenges of today. To be honest with you, uh, I think that's an ongoing challenge no matter what for any business, uh, uh, to be honest with you. There's always going to be environments. Environments are always changing. uh, And I think you should be changing with them. And I find it challenging. It's it's stressful. And uh, it sometimes gets me down. But the more and more I think about it, the more and more it pushes me to want to be better. Because I'm thinking like, what am I missing here? What am I missing? And uh, a lot of things I'm missing in is communication with the customer who are they how well do i know our customer maybe we don't know them at all and and those are the things that it's pushing me to to have to learn where it most people don't even think about that they just think well i'll just lower my prices or i'll just yeah go, i know what you mean or maybe i'll go quicker 
you know, or maybe we just have to push harder. And uh, I look at it more like that. So it is a, a challenge in that sense. I don't know. In the service game, we used to do a lot more construction. We're going to get more into construction because I have some apprentices now and I want to make sure that they stay well-rounded because I want them to be well-rounded. But in the, in the service game, I feel like it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, it's more construction because you have a lot of the builders and a lot of people you're... you're 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 not really competing no. a, a, against real skill and quality. You're really competing against who's willing to take less to get more work, and 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 a lot of the time race I to think. the bottom, right? I think in residential construction, <laughs> I should say, I, I should say in residential construction. Well, that's funny. Is that your response is all you guys are going to be a, a, a cross section unless you guys want to specify if it's going to be commercial, residential, you know, like I'm, I'm saying more residential okay. construction. All right, Aaron, you had a uh, something to say about that regarding today's challenges. So I have grown in the last four years. I started by myself, and currently I have fourteen employees. So I've grown the Fantastic. business quite far. Are you still surprised that you've gotten your business to that level? Did you think at the very beginning it was ever going to be at that level, planning-wise? Um, no, because this, right, so the, the, I think the question to be answered right there is to understand your numbers. I, 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 I think the biggest disconnect in this industry will be the transformation of a tradesman to a person that's going to run a company. A business person. A business. So knowing the data. You know, you, yeah. And sorry, in the what? Knowing the data. Yes. Understanding yeah. the data. Yes. Being yeah. in the data. Well, it's also so, breaking so, the mindset of technician <coughs> yeah. to business owner, yes. which most people never leave. Mm -hmm. If you, like, the thing about when I heard about a race to the bottom, or, like, I know what my operating cost is. So, you know, I have a monthly operating cost that, that sits around about 60, 68,000 a month, typically speaking, right? A month. So, a month. So with that operating cost, I have a certain fixture rate that I have to meet. It's not that it, I'm trying to undercut someone or charge more. It's just that I know my numbers and I know what I have to charge to stay within my percentage range. So understanding the percentage of the construction industry is one thing you should know coming into this industry. You know, if you're going to be a plumber, you're not going to earn 50%. It's just not going to honor happen. those days, eh, gentlemen. You remember, right, right not, Sam? Yeah, fifty percent for yeah, fifty percent for material, fifty percent for my wage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. look, if you have you know your shop, you got all your trucks, everything, your back end. Like, you no, know, the best companies out there aren't doing thirty percent. So that's just something that you. But thirty percent is a healthy profit it's margin. Oh, it's massive. That's a massive I, amount. Like, I I would estimate that most companies at run at ten percent. At yeah. a GC, I was always fighting between 21 to 23. Most yeah. of the time, I was getting 17, 18, like get as low as 10. Sure, wow. if you look at it, if you look at, like, say, like, these custom home builders and stuff, they're, like, what, like if they're, say, cost plus, like, what are they, 10 points? Yes. Right? So, and look, yeah, what, on a good day. And, and look what they're doing. I know. So, so now think as you, like, what you're trying to scale. So, in my company, we, we, we've broken down the different departments because we have drain service, we have plumbing service. We have custom home installs. We have commercial installs. They're all different guys. Yeah. They're somewhat the same guys, but they're typically guys chasing a different career. You know, so the profit percentages within those um, different parts of the plumbing industry can vary, right? So 100%. I, I, I think if you know your numbers and, and you understand what your operating cost is, it, it, you, you can earn the same percentage of profit whether you charge 800 a fixture or 1400 a fixture. But if, if you can't run a profit and loss at the end of a job, you won't scale a company. 
So how do you guys handle that? Because obviously you guys are at the top of your game regarding skill set. Mm-hmm. And you guys know when you come onto a job site, you know exactly how it begins. You know the middle of it and you know the end of that cycle. But how do you guys sit there and go, I'm spending the Saturday. I'm spending the Sunday. How are you sitting down to actually do that profit loss on your company and do, do it fairly and honestly? Look at yourself in the mirror and go, this is what my company is facing right now. Well, you, you guys do you got to break it down per job. I would say, where do you find the time to do that? You're already you, working you, five. I, mean, I, I, I got an well, Excel sheet. Like I have a master master Excel sheet tra- a tracker, and I understand what I need to hit margin wise yeah. uh, for per month. And then I put everything into my Excel sheet that breaks everything down. What I charge out, what my senior tech is worth, what, what I'm paying for him with insurance and everything. And then uh, a junior tech as well. And I break it down and make sure that my margins are there. And then, you know, I'll go a little bit above. Like, I'll try and get a Had job it, just higher. Just in case. Yeah. yeah. And then if a customer comes back to me and goes, uh, can we can we go somewhere with this? I, I know where my room is. I understand where my room is because I break everything down. And I have a really good guy in the office that does that for me and, and understands Excel. So I can well, make my yeah. job easier. So And that's great, Adam. That's awesome to have something like that. And I'm just going to say that for me, it's almost the complete opposite. I don't really have too much, too much tech stuff that what we do, how do I learn and compensate for some of like, for for some of the things is like you said, where do you find the time to do it on a Saturday or Sunday? I don't even have the time. I got stuff to do. So what I do, do you hire, do you outsource? No, man. I just, I try to examine what we're doing. And then what I try to do is I try to refine it. Like I do my day, every day of my life, try to refine it and just get a little better. And that's what I was saying. You're learning every day and stuff. So now we're at the point where, yes, I have my three sons that I work with. So now I look at what we do and how we do these houses and stuff. And then we try to refine from it. Each job is a learning experience, you know? So sometimes we'll go to another job and we'll just kind of ace it because it was like the other one. We knew what we did. We knew the steps we followed through. We executed really fast, got the job done in the schedule. We made some profit. You know, sometimes that doesn't happen. There's always challenges and stuff like that. I wish I had could break it down, but I uh, but I don't. I try to learn every this day. This isn't real life. This is the construction life. You don't need to put your no. Hand I, up. Just, I, no I, I, I just no. I I just don't. Just talk, I, man. No, I just, the cameras I, will find I, I you. I, just talk. I don't, I don't really want to. I don't really want to cut Sam off because it's easy. No, for me to cut off. We will. Really, we'll I, apologize to everybody. We'll cut people off because we want to just get this information. I get really. I get really excited, and usually I'll just jump right in, just talk over. I was a shy kid too in school, man. I was always quiet. No, no, I'm not shy no, whatsoever. No, no, I'm just being respectful shy. to the man. <laughs> uh, but I, I think, I think what I, I wanted to say was that I think it depends on where where you're at in your journey of business, and you have to. I think, I think you have to look at who, what, do you, where do you want to go, and where you're at in your journey. Like right now, to be honest with you, my numbers, I review them with my assistant Zenya, and we look at them, we break them down. And we look at where we're at, right? So I don't do them a lot by myself anymore because I don't really ha- have time to and I don't think it's the best way to spend my time every day. We do it weekly, monthly. When I first started Galaxy and I was doing only custom homes, construction-based projects, if you're, at, if, that, if you're at that point in your journey and it's just you or you and somebody else, what I used to do is I had a folder for every job that I started. It was marked, labeled, Every, every sheet that I ordered material was tagged to that job. I wrote down the hours and I broke it all down to every single job had its own folder and I would review it by myself. And sometimes I'd bring it to somebody else and we would review it together and we would break down the numbers. And I knew what, what I was charging, I was killing the game. Can, can I say that being the only non-plumber here, 
if you don't grab this by the balls and handle this properly, mm-hmm. no. your business is never going to grow. Well, you, you'll never have a business. Yeah. You might grow yeah, it in sure. the wrong direction. Yeah, it's a good point. So it, because the biggest question people always ask me, how do you not want to hire? Uh, right? You know, so like this, like I, I, I'm trying to hire three guys at the moment, like, to, you know, and uh, like it, it, it will be what, what I was always taught was that you should have at least three to four months of your operating cost of your business behind you. Right? It's true. So, you know, like the way I would strategize is that. I wouldn't pay myself outside my salary. I'm an, I'm an employee of the company, right? That's the best thing that you, c- you should do, right? Yeah. So I, I gain a modest salary. There is guys in my company that are paid more. There is guys in my company that do more, right? I don't want to be the guy in my company that does the most. Mm. I want to run the company. I don't want to be the guy doing everything in the company. So therefore, it makes sense at this stage to pay somebody more that's more experienced more qualified to do the work I than agree. I am. I yeah, right? for sure. Which, which in turn makes my life easier, yeah. right? Any thoughts, Adam? Uh, I mean, I'm in a I'm in a weird situation with Aureli Group right now as I just lost three guys. Not lost. One guy moved on. You know on. where they are. Yeah, I know where they are. <laughs> but they just, one guy left. A licensed guy went to start his own business. He was, he was more, he was happier being his own boss than being where we're at. And it's just, was it left on good terms? Oh, great terms. I like hearing that. If I still use it, I will still use them for stuff when we're overwhelmed and we don't have enough stuff. We'll, we'll, you know, GC him out. But, um, and then I lost a, a, you know, a first year apprentice and I just lost a third year apprentice and the, for the first and the third. Yeah. That, the first I was fine with, cause I can find another first year. The third year was a little bit more value to me. It, it hurt. But he was with you for how long? <clears throat> the entire time, three years. The entire years. time. He went over to guests actually, which I'm I'm fine with Dan Guest. I think he's going to learn They've whatever. Been on the show? Yeah, <laughs> I, I listen to Dan's actually, and I and I respect Dan. I respect Brandon, and I, honestly, doors open. I'm I'm happy he went. But the last three days for me has been one of the a few days where I'm like take it back, and it's almost a blessing because I felt that we had we grew too fast, too big, too fast, and I was out there looking for work just to keep my guys busy which was bringing quality of work down, which That's was bringing my cost down. comes in, right, in a business that you just keep feeding the guys, but you're forgetting to feed the business. Yeah. And so right now I'm at four guys. I'm happy. Uh, I'm going to start focusing on quality, slowing the jobs down. And if customers don't like my pricing when it comes down to it, I know where my quality's at. And there'll be there's always another customer. Let's talk the S word, guys. I don't know how many times this conversation comes up in your trade or with clients or whatever, but sustainability. I actually want to have two sides to that uh, sustainability, but also where all the new tech is going because plumbing has been bombarded with a bunch of tech. And how do you guys feel about that? Because no longer gone are the days of just a valve water supply to a head, maybe a tow tester. Now it's a valve that is computerized that has all kinds of components and modules. And basically it's got two eyes on it. Right? So, how are we feeling about that whole tech side of the world and the sustainability side of the world? Because everybody I, I, on, on Thomas's show, I joked about it. All the clients were asking for low flush toilets and low flow faucets and everything, but then give me 15,000 heads in the shower. Mm-hmm. And I want to control it from my phone while I'm in my car while I'm driving. Yeah. And those showers, we don't call them a shower. We call them a car wash when you want yeah. six heads inside of there. And they don't want to pay for it. I'm, I'm guilty of having, I, I've got, I got 11 myself and I enjoy it. But yeah. I, <laughs> Drown in the shower. <laughs> it, it just brings up. It just brings up like the the people doing the work has to be more skilled. They have to understand it. 100%. They have to understand more yes. than just hot and cold drain. 
shit goes downhill. Yes. They need to know more than that. And what, what a lot of people don't understand, what, the joke that I hate is they're like, oh, shit rolls downhill. I'm like, you have no idea how deep plumbing is. <laughs> like, <laughs> when, like, I go into a mechanical room, and, like, I would, I'm trained in industrial plumbing. Like, I can rip a pump apart and replace a seal. But you put me in a custom home, like the stuff that Sam does, I'm lost. I don't do drainage. Aaron's got some. Yeah. Earlier on, we were saying about that book, Extreme Ownership. And, yes. you know, again, I think if you're going to try and scale a company and grow a company, uh, I was in, in that harder day where you're dragged through your apprentice and the guy says, watch out to do this. And he turns around and he does it. And he's like, see that? And I'm like, yeah. But like, of course, <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but that's the way it was. Like, you know, like, it, it just was. They weren't, they weren't forthcoming and showing you what was going on. But now, Instagram, all of these tools, uh, you know, we got companies knocking on the door every day. Come to this training. Come to this training. Like, There's you know, so much training now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah there expert, is, and that's great. You know, but Aaron, how's, how's that service world attached to that? With Doll, you receive a lifetime of reliability, not only in the product they make, but in the service they provide. From the design to manufacturing to technical support, with Doll, you don't just get a great product, you get a team of expertise. Join the thousands of satisfied Doll customers and experience the Doll difference. As a GC, I can confidently say that Doll means receiving a lifetime of reliability. It's not just about the exceptional products they manufacture, but also the outstanding service they provide every step of the way. From the initial design phase to the meticulous manufacturing process, Doll demonstrates their commitment to excellence. Everyone knows I respect care in construction. So check out Doll at www.dollvalve.com and check them out on social at DollValve. Well, I'm sorry to come back. No, sorry, go like ahead. Aaron does training every other Friday with your guys, like yeah. lesson training. Yeah, like about a year, year and a half ago, we hired a, 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 a previous teacher from Mohawk College who, you know, he's, he's a well-known guy. His name's Warren Hyatt. Uh, he's well-respected in the industry. So he's been teaching, you know, at my shop. So I run two classes. We run hydronics because um, we're pushing into that industry, um, Radiant Heat, you know. Yep. And um, also we do cold compliancy for the guys. Uh, typically, like, what we would do with the cold compliancy is that we want to guarantee any apprentice that comes to expert plumbing that we'll get them through their, their schooling first time. It's a pretty bold guarantee, but we haven't had a guy fail yet. So and he, he Last time I was with him, he literally said, he goes, if any of your guys want to come to training and you want to pay for them to come do training yeah. at my shop, more than welcome. Like we got a guy doing a test, like, and what we will do is that week coming up to his test, he'll be paid for in-house lessons with a private tutor that for two hours each morning to the day of his test. But you're seeing the value attached to that. Well, these guys are running jobs and like I, yeah. I have to. So it's worth it. A hundred percent. It's an investment, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like I, I understand guys leave and move on and open their own companies and do all the rest. But if you come into it with that mindset, like you said, if you leave and you shake hands and the guy can do a bit of work for you. That's great. What, what else can you do? It's right? a collaborative thing because, well, yeah. My apprentice, uh, one of my apprentices was just in school with one of his guys. And he was like, expert plumbing train guy was just flying through stuff. Like just flying through it and then halfway through the guy just disappeared we, they were like nobody knew why he was they he was there they took him out and put him right into the advanced course from first year to advanced because he knew too much wow, wow and that's, that's his awesome. guy that's the guys he's training and that's why i respect him so much because of what he's doing with his company it's just we're just coming at it it's like crazy from a di- like if i really want to scale this company the way i'm seeing it is like you know what can i offer 
that the competition is not offering. So you're obviously reading these kids because we'll call them kids for our lack of a better word. Yeah. You're reading them right. You're understanding their strengths and their weaknesses and you're getting a grasp of who they potentially might become. 100%. And then throwing them into the class, not throwing them, but bringing them, inviting them into the class and then going here. 100%. We're going we're gonna to get you to the top gun of yeah. plumbing, right? Yeah, and, and, and like we, we, we wouldn't cap their wages. We don't, uh, you know, stand in the way of their ability. You know, we'll pay for their backflow courses if they want. Wow, you know, that's all. Anything that really assists in their career, that, that the chance is there that they might stick with me. And they would. Well, the loyalty is there. The loyalty is now there for them because they feel, these guys are treating me well. I don't worry. What else are they going to teach me? Yeah, where am I going to How was it go? for you, Sam? How was it for you now with this whole luxury and all kinds of stuff? I mean, you, you've grown up from Valve's straightforward either was half inch to three quarter and now to the bells and whistles of today absolutely so we started off with the mowing if somebody said they wanted a shower you knew the price of how much it's going to cost you get a mowing center shower with one head that's it there's no slide bar it's not a couple of heads and stuff but now the industry has changed so much that you really want to educate the kids and stuff too and so uh through aaron i actually acquired the same teacher warren he teaches at our shop as well and we do it uh we were doing every Tuesdays and stuff, but now we started to go by monthly because it's been so busy, but it's an investment to teach these kids. We were pushing for the hydronic industry because there's so much out there. And it's not so much that, I, of course, I want a piece of the pie, I want to do it and stuff. But the problem, the issue that I was having is that we don't know it from the basics and um, every almost every house is having it. Somebody's got to service this stuff in 10 years from now. Yep. I want to be able to help my customers and be able to know it. So what better to find a retired teacher to teach us right from the basics of how it all started and going through there. And then, and we do that. It's two hours a day and we do that schooling with them. And so it uh, works out great. And I'm in it too. I've got to learn it too. So I want to, I want to understand it. I've got to sell it. I've got to communicate it. And let's face it, uh, Knowledge is only through communication. Once you have that, then you can make the right decision. I think that's massive for someone that's been in the trade for as long as you have, and you still sit here and say, I still have things to learn. Because a lot of people your age be like, ah, I've, I've seen it all, I've done it all. Yeah, it's but all that's, good. that's because he has his own business, and also that's also based on the individual themselves. There's yeah. lots of small business owners that are stuck in a certain mind, mindset, and they'll never get out of it. So, Sam, you're obviously a really open-minded person, always willing to know you're humble and that kind of that comes through right because if you weren't absolutely. you wouldn't be talking like that and, absolutely i mean yeah. i've talked to people all across the world in the plumbing industry and we sometimes they get questions and stuff and i got no problem to answer the questions for them and guide them to some suggestions and and they can decide from there but you know that's key so let's look at a coin here um how do we attract more people into the trades not specifically just plumbing but just general trade this is a common theme and one of the things that i remember on dan's show is he was always open regardless if someone came in and it didn't work out and they left he wasn't bitter about it mm -hmm. which i thought was a really valuable way of looking at it right because there's always a concern when i've spoken to so many people on this show or even on job sites their concern is i have a business i'm operating it i bring somebody new i teach them a bunch they stay a few years and then they leave mm. and all of a sudden yep. it's like i wasted my time and dan's opinion wasn't that way his perspective wasn't that way i wasn't wasting my time that's because that like i would imagine that dan can put a number on it Yes. And at the end of the day, back to knowing your numbers again, is that what is the definition of wasting your time? Like, you know, like, except for the growing pains of having, you know, a co-op student or a guy that's with you for the first eight months. 
after that, like these guys are somewhat making money. Yes. If, if they're not, you, you know, you probably have them in the wrong position because, you know, like, uh, you know, for the most part, if you're willing to give the guys direction, they can follow it. And at that stage, they're not taking big wages neither. So, you know, as long as you strategize right and, and, and you're putting the guy to good use, it's not going to be a waste of time, in my opinion. You're still cost analysis and analyzing, sorry, cost and analyzing this situation. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be in the back of your head or whether it's on a piece of paper. Totally. You got, yeah, 100%. If you're investing in somebody, you should see, is this is this the right investment for, I've, I try and do things by removing my emotions from Galaxy Plumbing. I always think like, what is best for Galaxy Plumbing? That's what, difficult. I mean, you're Italian is, uh, and you're in construction. It, it's, <laughs> right? it's, it's very difficult. So I always try and if I'm going to make a, a real decision, I'm always like remove my emotions from it. It's like, okay, what's the best decision for Galaxy Plumbing right now, whether I believe it is or not? What what makes the most sense? And I try and look at it like that. So, How do we attract more kids into this industry? I think we're doing it with social media. I think so too. I think I yeah. think we're educating the ratio. I think we're uh, the ratio. Yeah, the ratio in plumbing one and one is just. I yeah, also I also it's think so tough. Well, it's I something that we want to battle, and I'll talk about that maybe on this show. But it's ridiculous why they're tying your hands yep. when when we're multitaskers now, are we not? If you're in construction, you can juggle a bunch of things. So you got more than just a hammer on your tool belt. Yeah. So why do we get stuck? That's a different yeah. world. I mean, that's going to be a whole show on its own sometimes, Crazy right? Chaos. That ratio is ridiculous. I disagree. Yeah, with the it. one to one. I re- yeah, it's disagree with it completely. But yeah. I think this, I think this kind of stuff, and like the fact that we're not looking at each other as competition anymore, Never. and that everybody is out to to help everyone. I think that's attracting people to trade, showing that it's not like this old man going to be throwing fittings at you. Like yeah, I got welcomed to the trade by throwing PVC glue on my arms and some sand and said, welcome to plumbing. Wow. Like that's, <laughs> that's what he said. Eh? Yeah. He poured it all over my arms and then threw sand on it. But well, you're Irish. So you don't have that much hair on your yeah, arms. Yeah. No, not that much. If it was me or him, him, that'd be a different story. <laughs> I got to go to welcome for you. I used to cool. be a pipe fitter. Right. So I started, I'm working on this hotel and me and this guy are working in an underground car park. And I mean, it's like a wind tunnel, right? So he's welding three-inch elbows onto a length of steel pipe. They're like 20-foot lengths. And I'm standing on the other end of the bench, twisting pipe. And I got my hands in my pocket. And uh, the, f- the next day I came in, I wore, wear earphones, like listen to music, because I'm not doing anything. So this guy is in tune that I'm not watching. And he bends down and he heats up an elbow with an oxetylene torch. Right? Oh, my gosh. I'm listening to my earphones, not paying attention. And then mm. I turn around to this guy screaming at me. Like screaming, what are you doing? Take the earphones out. Pick up that uh, fin. No. I I kid you not. I kid you not. When I grabbed that fin, my skin was smoldering on the steel. Oh, Oh my gosh. And I'm I'm not kidding you, right? Like, I didn't know whether to cry, fight the guy, (laughs) run home. I I was like 18 years of age. Only in Ireland. Only in Ireland, Ireland, right? I had no no clue what to do. Like, you know. Because you never thought that would happen. No, you don't. But in all honesty, like, you know, this is what we're saying is that the trades aren't today of what they are. Like, you know, when guys come back to me and they have problems, like we sit down and we try and problem solve them. We don't make belittle them or we don't kind of, you know, but say guys, that. I also think we got to think about where did these people come from? Like we didn't grow up in a post world war yeah. where like, so we're starting to see modern day life and you're getting to see how it's become easier in so many ways. We didn't grow up where our grandparents or our parent, like our parents, grandparents came back from world war ii and they had a certain like 
they were stunned and that's how they grew up with that so everything became scarcity mindset where now we're more educated we've been around things have evolved you know what i didn't think about that because the guy that i didn't yeah, like with he came from communist uh, Romania yeah, and like, had to sneak out of his country. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's the guy I didn't get along with. But I've used that. Like, I've used all the things he said to me in the company, first company I worked for as ammunition to get to where I am now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it, I'm I, like, I, yeah. I, I, think it, I think it depends on how you view it and what you want and what your goals are. Like, I was treated like absolute shit where I came from because yeah. I was the guy who wanted to learn. And I was like, teach me this. And like, buddy, go pick up extension cords. You know, like. But I mean, I'll be the first one. I get it. It was a lot harder. You know, like. No, it was way harder. Way, we could never but, imagine. But, but today we have our own problems too, right? Like what? There's no, I know, but I'm. Overconsumption? No, it's not. Maybe it's overconsumption, but also you're fighting numbers. Like you got to kind of feel a little bit for a kid wanting to buy a house today. And you got tradespeople that are working six, seven days a week just to get that deposit for a house that they're going to buy. That's going to be 10 times the cost of what it was for uh, their parents and so you, you're getting relationships falling apart you're getting but all kinds you know, of other it's hardships a, it's always stress, it's stress. Always, nah, it's always, so everybody every generation ha i'm just i'm not defending no no i'm no. just saying every generation has their own problems and you can have the worst thing going on in your life and it's how you react to it attitude so, is what like i think it's hustle to be honest with you every generation's had it and i think like where i grew up with uh people now sometimes i don't know i don't want to generalize so i'm not going to generalize i think when it comes to getting anything, you have to make sacrifices yes. and that's going to determine you're making, you're making micro decisions every second. And it's like, do I take on a side job? Do I not buy that high performance car that but I want? But go back to your beginning. Everybody talking about cost analysis, right? Yeah, cost analysis. You have to figure out, is it worth it? Is it going to make sense? So before, if you can keep your thought, Aaron, I just wanted to ask Sam, I wanted to go on the flip side, getting out of the industry. I'm always fascinated about the older trades wanting to get out of the industry or how they're going to plan that because bottom line is everybody here at the table is entrepreneur. There is no pension for us from the government. Don't expect it. Doesn't matter who you are, or where you came from. Yeah. So you better be building your own nest egg. So you better work hard, but hopefully you've saved. Um, I don't want to interrupt you. Like if you had a thought about that or before we get into that, because I'm curious about trades getting out and what they're planning for retirement. Um, trying to make that plan too. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't expect to, I'm going to, to retire at all. I, I think when you retire, you die. I'll just yeah, keep working. Just slow I, down. I, a little I, I, well, see, so there's different versions of retirement, retirement when it comes to construction. When I say, like you said, Sam earlier, you could be a mentor and teach people. So you can come in and educate, and you could probably partner with a business that you've worked with or for, and go. Listen, I'll come in and I'll basically put everybody into shape mm -hmm. i'll get them so you could still do it as a, a kind of an exit way out yeah. but you're still making money don't throw on the or orange apron and go there and just tell people to go down aisle 15 right yeah I'm right just saying, i mean all the years of experience you're going to carry it with you wherever you've got it there's it's no reason be, you can carry it to the grave and leave it there there's right. every reason that you should be sharing it 100 yeah. percent. and and that's why when you were talking about uh something earlier getting the word out and stuff like that i've went to a couple of um what's really good to get the word out is career fairs or whatever they call them yeah. in high school and I've yeah. gone to about three high schools to talk. I was the plumber, obviously, and you had, you know, a police officer, an engineer, flight attendant, whatever, and a few of us. And the kids would walk around and do that 10-minute, listen to that the little spiel. I'd bring some tools, let them try it out and stuff. And you see the kids when they would, you know, just do some, um, just some, putting some pipes together, just crimping them. Obviously, we're not bringing copper and letting them solder with torches and stuff like that because i had to keep it safe but and it's nice to, to let <laughs> them see that that's really important pro press 
Yeah, ProPress. Let them ProPress. Listen, yeah. I love ProPress. I just no. don't love the invoice that's attached to ProPress. I right. do. Press. Save on labor. <laughs> press press your profit away is what we say. <laughs> yeah, ProPress is sick, man. So you guys are the younger gen, and all of a sudden, how are you guys your exit plan? Like, how are you guys thinking about that nest egg at the end? I plan, I plan to build another business after this business, and I plan not to retire or have a different version of retirement. I don't plan a retirement in a sense of I want to get off the tools. And I, to be quite honest with you, I don't really want to be a plumber anymore. I want to be, a bit, I don't want to be a plumber anymore. I like the, the one thing I like about getting back to Instagram quickly is one thing that gives me great satisfaction at this point where I'm at is not doing plumbing. I still like to challenge myself. That's why if you give me the most craziest job, it stresses me out. I love it. Cause I'm like, how good am I really? Do you like the training part of plumbing? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, I just like pushing myself to learn to be better because I, I, I never wanted to just be a plumber. It's like, oh, you're a plumber. It's like I wanted to say I have a certification. I know plumbing and I, I'm well-rounded. You put me in a mechanical room, I could figure it out. You're like, Rob, I need you to cut out and lay out a 3,000 square foot house with this. No problem. I'll do that. You get me in a material where there's steel, copper, this happening. I'm like, okay, I could figure problem it out. Problem solving. Yeah, problem solving. I think that's probably the most... Funnest part for me is problem solving. I, uh, I mean, I've been in the trade like shorter than anyone here. I've been in it for eight years. I feel like I just got licensed and I'm already off the tools. Like I'm on the tools on stuff. A, yeah. Yeah. But I'm running a business and I, you know what? I enjoy training. I enjoy training. I enjoy being a mentor to kids. I enjoy seeing the passion that comes from them when they solve something and they're like, oh, I feel good. And I remember when I did that for the first time. A lot of kids like, are intimidated though, no. right? Well, my, the first year, the greenhorn I had, he, uh, he was like, you know, smoking his vape and being on his phone in the car and stuff. And the, some of the guys, the veteran guys came up to me and they said like, listen, man, I don't want to teach this guy. He seems like he doesn't care. I had to pull him aside and be like, listen, you have to ask questions. You have to have a passion. Like, is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? You're 19. Like, if you don't, that's fine. But like, I need to know if this is something that you're interested in. And then as soon as I said that to him, everything changed. Really? Yeah. He was like, you're right. Like, I need to think about my career. And well, then, that's yeah. what I like at this point too, is that's why I like Instagram. That kind of pushes me to teach. I like teaching through Instagram. That's why I do a lot of stories and posts. And I feel like a lot of guys message me like, oh, that's cool. And that's what I really get at this point of plumbing. I really like getting into these intricate jobs that are really difficult problem solving and be like, hey, this is what I did. This is what we did here. This is what to look for. This is what you should be looking at. And I feel like whoever's watching that, they're like, they're learning. And those are the things that it's good to learn plumbing. Like they're talking about roughing and learning how to do a back vent, a fixture. And that's great and all. But plumbing is so big that it's like problem solving is one of the big parts of, pro of plumbing that is so hard because you're faced with these emergencies or generally shit's happening. You're like, what do I do here? And it's like, it's like, do I hook this up like that? And it's high stress to, to rough in a, does, eh? to, to, to rough in a plumbing fixture. It's like, once I show you a fixture needs a back vent or how to do like, like you can get it. It's like pretty well a puzzle. But when you're like in a high stress situation and you're like, water needs to be turned on. This is happening. That's normal. We do water man no. breaks. We'll show up to a complex, shut like 600 houses down. 
there'll be a crack in the road, like a void in it. We'll bring in a dig crew and we'll say, right, bring in a leak detection guy. This guy will take out witching rods. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm not going to say it. I'm telling it. Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, that's a matter of debate altogether. But all I'm saying is, I've seen it work. So, it does. Right. Me too. I'm not questioning. If he brings out the chicken bones and starts doing a seance, now he doesn't start that way. I don't need a tin drum to come out and then the chicken bones go on it. I don't need that voodoo going on. Sam, how are your boys taking out the industry? How are they are they absorbing it really well? Um well the best thing I can say is I'm very lucky. The boys are taking it on really well and they're doing we're doing well of what we need to be doing. And you know, that whole thing about the the apple doesn't fall far from the tree is it's kind of true, but it's they're their own everybody's their own kind of thing. And so how they're grasping it is really good. I'm actually learning from them. Newer tools. Um, my Tyler. oldest, Tyler, is Tyler just... Tyler is the man. You know, he's, he's, awesome. he's pulled out... You know, I use these crappy pliers for like 30, 20... But they work. Channel they work, and they I work. still use it. But now we've gone to... Blue handles go to red handles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could call it out. Yeah, we could call out <laughs> colors here, you know. But uh, you know what? I, I really learned a lot of the stuff from that. And there's so many extra benefits that have come from now since before and stuff. And I learned from them. And so it's nice to see them have that passion. All you can do is tell them to do it imperfect. You know, I, I do it as best you can and learn from it. And then you watch. It's, time will tell. You know, practice makes perfect. All that stuff, all that stuff that sounds cliche is really true. Am I fair to say everybody's red here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Team sir. red for sure. All right. But I want to make sure. I've uh, got my argument uh, from no, the show. I, I know. I'm, waiting on, I'm waiting on Rothenberger. Oh, so, uh, Rothenberger is supposed to be sending me some stuff. On that okay. topic, though, about team red and tools like Sam, you were saying, one thing I will say about learning under older, old school dudes and older generation, I would say is that, I learned when we were doing like more residential jobs, when you work for these big companies, you would think big companies, union companies, you get all these fancy tools and they gave you nothing. You had nothing. You had a pair of pliers, a whole hog drill. There's one two inch auger bit. And it's like, after that thing goes dull, <laughs> you bit. want a shot, a, a sharpen it. You sh- file it yourself. But this guy can file bits. Oh, like yeah. you can't believe a newer generation would be like, bro, I need another bit. It's like, no, you need a file. Yeah. Like, you need the fi- yeah. I'm not saying about like abuse your guys and not give them equipment and make them successful. But hey, like you're not going to get a, a set of 50, $60 new bits every time you drill three holes and you smoke a nail. And also my toolbox, like I tell Nicholas all the time, see the tools we have. I'm not like on Instagram where everyone's a Milwaukee uh, uh, like tool influencer. My tool needs to do maybe two, three jobs. Like I don't have a tool for every single job. It's like, how big is your van? How many tools do you need? Like trailer. Yeah, but it's like, Top do you? I'm actually you, going to the metal supermarket tomorrow because I need to build another <laughs> shelf. I found a spot. The, yeah, but it's like, how many tools do you really? Found a like, spot. Come on. I found, I found a, a spot in my truck. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe if you're a, a general, a GC, like you need a lot of tools. You're doing fine carpentry. You're drilling tiles. Not if I'm subbing it out to you guys. Yeah, but, yeah. But there's, no, 100%. But there's always fine I things. I learned that, that late. Yeah. You sub everything out, sub city. I want to talk about a fun topic, uh, building code. What's that? I want to yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to talk uh, yay or nay on uh, heat recovery stack. Nay. 
Never done nee. it. Did the calculations. Nee. It's a ten. It's Never a ten year it. return. I think it's actually even higher than that. Really. You think so? Yeah. So I'm hearing nay, 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 nay. I've, I've, to be honest, I'm a service guy through and through. I never really put one in. Well, I looked at them all new construction. It's all heat recovery. Yeah, it's cold, and I thought it was actually leaving the code. But I mean, how do you guys navigate the world of code? Because you uh, have to deal with the inspectors, the inspectors all the time. <laughs> That's the only thing you can do. But now it's it's almost like the inspectors are sometimes it's at their discretion, not the code's discretion. Yeah, it's, it's how un- they un- describe how they, how they interpret it. Yeah, okay. interpret it. So yeah. th- this is what we run into because I work from Niagara to Toronto, and we do big projects, small projects. We're not, we, you know, so we're seeing it across the board from commercial to to the plumbing and the things, um, the residential. And typically now we just talk with the inspectors. But when we really run into a problem, what we do is we say to them, this is the way we've plumbed it, according to the code of our understanding. If you would like anything above and beyond, we will write a change order from you. We will give you an estimate based on it. And we would like you to present that to the homeowner because somebody has to pay for it. Mm. Typically when that happens, they have to ask the next person up in the scale because the homeowner stops and says, what like are you saying you did what you had to do and now i have to pay more so i put it in their hands i say now it's a battle between you and the inspector for me to do anything above and beyond the code right it typically pisses them off like just saying but somebody has to pay for the change i i like we had it so we did a aplex in brampton there we just finished it a couple of weeks ago and we had all of our floor drains back vented right one vent all our floor drains in the basement. They had a couple of different mechanical rooms, right? The inspector comes along and says, you can't do that. I says, oh, oh, like, how? He says, I want to see each one of these floor drains individually vented. I said, well, why is that? He said, Where's that in the code? He said, well, somebody could tie into that three-inch pipe, and this is Brampton. This is what we call the Wild West. That's what he said to me. Mm. And he was like, so you can't have a big pipe that somebody ties in. Okay, but... The OBC. They can drive to any pipe. The, 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 what are you saying? So the OBC, the O in OBC is for Ontario. Right. Not yeah. for Brampton. It's you, not BBC. You yeah. know? Yeah. So, so right. in his mind, it is BBC. <laughs> so, so we write up That's an estimate. Channel from where you're from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. <laughs> we, we, we write the estimate. We bring it back. We present it to the homeowner. And obviously, they don't like it. And um, he comes back. He comes back with a supervisor. And the conclusion was that we had to paint the pipe orange. No, that was his uh, his solution or the, his supervisor's solution. His supervisor was who, the, his solution. Who got to pick the color orange? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it can't be yellow. It's ammonia. How about orange green? is ammonia? Orange is ammonia. So don't cut into the ammonia pipe in the ground Gen- in your house. Generally, Gen- really? but Gen- this is what you're dealing with, yeah, though, right? Well, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's like it's at the discretion of yeah, the inspector, and I don't it, think that's fair. I think that if the code is there and it's written. And they've done it, and even though it's outdated and it's behind the national code. But there's a lot of gray areas in the code. There's there's certain gray areas. I guess that's, I'm just saying, there's certain gray areas. And some inspectors, you know, some a lot of inspectors are not that educated. They haven't been plumbers for I'm 20. not knocking inspectors, no, but no, you write a test and you're an inspector. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. In theory. Are you going to tell me what yeah. to do? Uh, you're an inspector. You've been a... You looked at the code book for three months, and then you're now you're. Are you studied it? Yeah. you studied the code book? And uh, sorry, yeah. Aaron's got. Oh, sorry, I was just no. thinking in my head. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. 
But how do you guys I mean, do? I mean, like Sam, you've seen the code change so many times. Like there's there's things that you did in the late '80s, early '90s that are not applicable now to the code, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah the, sure. the craziest part is multi-story wet venting. Yeah, things uh, like that. Uh, Back in the day, we had to vent everything. Everything it was all overloaded For, and stuff. It didn't even. It was just like it was. It was just too much. Two toilets, like uh, two inch automatically. Yeah. Now it's like an inch and a half could go around the house and pick up uh, like. Twenty Everything. fixtures. You're right. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. Vents interiorly don't have to slope. They just technically have to drain. Well, they're level. As long as the as long as they can right? go that's somewhere. The, that's the but, interpretation. Yeah, yeah but, but back in the day, we'd, r- we'd we'd run them the same as we'd run the slope on a drain. So you put a slope on it. Yeah. So now, like when we're venting, as long as we relieve the vent back into a drain. Yeah. And that's not like like on it technically it's level yeah you technically so, it's level so you can go up down across up and around down as long as long as you make a vent no you drain, need drain ports you need uh, a drain yeah, yeah, yeah areas yeah. for it to drain yeah condensation so, so we've often run into scenarios where you know we come under a staircase or something or, or a beam or a beam like yeah that, and you do you just drop it down so you can relieve the vent yeah yeah, yeah. Those are, but those, you know, no, but sorry, those are. Hang on, hang on. Oh, sorry. So those are the things that we have to follow for sure. I mean, you got condensation that you said, but you also have rainwater that's going through. So in Ontario, we have three-inch vent terminals, but in BC, they don't need three-inch; they're, they're only two-inch because they don't have that much snow. So well, we can't yeah, frost. Well, what's it called? Frost. Thermofrost. 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 Yeah, yeah, thermofrost. Yeah, right. Thermofrost. But I, but I'm understanding actually, we're pretty close to uh, the national building code is going to be amalgamated into the. The Ontario Building Code. They're they're working on entire country to be on one code system. I well, did the code better. book is the I, code I book is national. The, or the Red Seal exam is national code. Yeah, now it is. You learn Ontario code. So you're being code trained on, on the national, on the but then Ontario you're being code. forced to work on the on. I ran into that Pearson yeah. Airport. I did a job at Pearson Airport, and we ran into that was national code. It's a different location. Or federal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, so the moment you involve federal, it's yeah, a different story. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they work off. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, I've heard of that too. The national call yes. book, right? So they, like, if you were doing, say if you were doing a washroom group out there, you could run a double TY on its back, like where you could, or double Y on its back, right? Where you can't do it at an air call book. They have to be individual wise, right? Mm-hmm. You can run yeah, a double modified Y. stack vent. So PEX Copper. Sam, you're an age of copper. Yeah, introduced age of copper, to PEX. And I'll pick PEX any day. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. To work with. To work with. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. you know, it's just the cost. The copper is really expensive these days. I don't know what it, what it works out to, but it used to, it's like a... It's like 35 bucks a length for probably M. Even it's if you go linear. I don't, even, I don't even know what M is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use M. Type L for everything. The big problem with the PEX is the friction loss. Yeah. I get into the, the, the dislike for me is the flow rate. Yeah, and so I was just going to say with the copper, you're at a linear foot is probably what a dollar ninety or maybe even more than that. And a linear foot of packs, I think I'm paying like twenty eight cents. So there's your difference right there. But because of that difference is what you just brought up is flow rate. You just increase the pipe. I'm putting three quarter pipe through all over through the house. Everything. Oh, so yeah. regular right fixtures are getting three quarter. Well, no, the the three quarter mains are going right up to the second floor. My branches are probably five feet. Everything's being taken well, off. Well, that's the nice quarter. thing about pecs or any kind of... Uh, right. The cost is lower, so you can give the people more volume. Runs. Not more pressure. Whatever pressure is coming in from the street, that's what they've got. But you can give them more volume, and that will compensate for that. And don't forget, in the pecs industry, if there's two different types. You're going to have yep. cold expansion cold. Or, yes. or crimpering, right? Yes. If you are crimpering, the sizes aren't true. Mm-hmm. So when you see half inch, you're, what, three eighths. When you see... 
three quarter or your half inch when you see inch or three quarter. Yeah, so cold expansion is better. You're going to get more of a volume rate. If you get a half inch fitting, a cold expansion, it's looking like a three quarter on a crimp fitting. Mixing valve on the hot water tank. Essential. Mine's off. It's what essential. The what the hell is that crap? They break right? every 24 months. Well, so is it is it something that's in the code that was specifically designed to give plumbers a service call? Well, I mean, it's just to it's, stop prevent scalding. Yeah, well, I think someone. Okay, but hang on. Everybody like, wants to sue someone. My uh, yeah. my argument is like uh, Sam, you look at it. It's uh, how many thermostatic valves you install in showers? Almost all of them are thermostatic. So valves. a thermostatic valve is doing what the mixing valve is doing without wasting the energy. And I could fight the algae argument about hot water tanks regarding you have to kill this algae. That's why you have to get it at a certain height. Uh, Legionnaire's so disease, 140 exactly. degrees. Yeah, has to be above 140 degrees. So now yeah. you have to waste energy. But I go back to sustainability over and over. It's like you've designed something to get sustainable, mm-hmm. but you're designed it originally to get to a certain temperature and then you cool it down, you waste the energy. So it's like, what are you saving the planet? You're not saving the planet. You're thinking about saving the planet. So like I said, everybody's putting thermostatic valves in because we're avoiding scalding. Absolutely. And those mixing valves are just a big chunk of uh, brass, uh, you know, an alloy that we need for something else. But, you know, we're putting them on the top of a hot water tank. They're just breaking every two years. Manifolds. Yeah. Wasted Sorry, time. Waste time. Mm. Double valve everything. You're going to pull hot it, water from the basement from each one. So the master uses water. Yeah. So, so It's just a selling feature. Well, it looks nice. Well, well, it looks nice. <laughs> touchy subject. Hot water recirculation. Yeah. Super touchy subject. Yeah. Okay. No, you like, need, super you touchy You need that subject. with a manifold system. One thing, if you even think of a manifold system for your home or building, you, need a you definitely need a recirculation Will the manifold system. ever get into the well, code? It, uh, no, no, no way. Never. No way. No way. Okay. They don't have the no money. Way. Not to forget that. You that's a luxury. By the way, by the way, that's minimum. That's a luxury. That's minimum code right there. Right? Right? It's right on the edge. Why would you put right on the edge, right? What sets Dell apart is a dedicated team of experts who are always ready to offer their technical support. Whether you have questions about installation, troubleshooting, or product specifications, Dahl's knowledgeable professionals are there to assist you. Their expertise ensures that you have the necessary resources and guidance to successfully compete, complete your products. Check out Dahl at www.dollvalve.com and on social at Dollvalve. Just cost, saying, just yeah. for it's cost. cost because the reality is that if we actually built to better standards and we actually cared about certain things for homeowners, the, the construction cost would be like through the roof, right? Through the roof. That's why the R value is so low. I mean, yes. it, it, the builders do not want any more building association i think is what they it are the they don't want to add all this other stuff and have the cost of the home so great that they have to put more into it they want to keep it low inexpensive with false low and slow i'll just say that. that's why ai false is going to start building yeah well working with the air conditioning system and the builders home association are you know pretty linked together there and you know, like to be thinking that new builds now in in North America aren't considered to have in floor warming in the basement slab. If you consider that as a factor of heat loss, you know it's probably the biggest heat loss factor of the home. So, it's well, y- interesting. A lot of those uh, associations they spell construction C O R U P T I O N. Right? Can you write it so, out for me? I'm a plumber. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll type it out. I'll put it in big bold letters and neon lights, right? So yeah, really I'm kind of hoping subject. I spelled it right. I just I want to confirm. Yeah, it's a touchy subject for sure. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, and then there's a lot of muddy waters at that point, right? And you guys are just trying to provide a service. You actually want to do a good job. 
and provide a service. But well, you're being conflicted by the code, by associations, about products and all kinds of stuff. So you guys are going in. It's not about, it's gone nowadays about you just coming in and we're going to vent here. We're going to drain here. We're going to install here. There's a bunch of stuff that you guys. Yeah, doing. there's a bunch of stuff. So the building association is going to sell you a car. Not everybody's going to buy a luxury car. So they're going to sell you a car that's going to get you to A and B. And then what we can do is we can offer the homeowner just some extra bells and whistles. If they want power windows or, or sunroof and stuff, we can, you know, research pumps and things like that. We can upgrade that more insulation, have a bigger R value. So they, they're going to have a basic home and that's what they're going to get. That's what they can afford. And then some of the people want some extra bells and whistles because they, they know. Uh, one thing you, you brought up pecs. How do you guys feel about pecs coming out the wall or do you stub out copper? Well, so depends. I hate, you it. I hate it. Exposed with UV. Me personally, I hate pecs out the it, wall. It looks like a limp penis. Yeah. That's it's, just me. Yeah. I don't think it looks I, strong. Like, I honestly think it depends on the, 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 I think it depends on the finished product. Are you going to have like upscale valves, compression style valves? Yeah. I guess it's always a good practice to have copper coming out of the wall. Sam? Yeah. So I was going to say when it looks like a limp penis is because you're using coil piping. That's yeah. not coil. That's yeah. what I it is. Used, I only use straight sticks. Yeah. And it's been oh, 10 years. Okay, I, yeah. got it. I will not buy a coil. So Viagra. Yeah. <laughs> nice and straight. And you use cold expansion too. I do. I use, them, I use them both. But what I was going to say is that the um, it's really important to to have that opportunity to to um, um, have all these features, you know, to have what you need and stuff. That, they're very important to have those. Well, that's the beauty of the industry, and that's not just catered to yours, but the whole construction industry is that you've got a lot of products that are coming out sure. that are great, but also there's a lot of products that are not so great that have great marketing. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I, mean, I, think, I, think I can think of a, a Valve company that's not so great. Not doll, but not doll, <laughs> but but there's a valve company that re did really yeah. good at marketing so a little ahead. while ago. I don't say it's just all I, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest, I'll be honest. Brasscraft, really, like Brasscraft, they did they killed it with their marketing, they really did. But everything's plastic, it's not a valuable valve, it's not like it's right. not a good valve. I don't like Brasscraft valves. Do you like Brasscraft valves? Well, they have the metal too, right? <laughs> so they have the low end and the high end. Do architects or do designers? No comment. No comment. Do the, okay, so the, I people, don't like them. the people that are calling the shots, <laughs> uh, are they specking? No. no. Do no. they get in the world of specking any plumbing? Except for luxury well, finishes, lu right? Yeah, luxury finishes. Well, if you're working with a designer... If you are working with a designer They'll with a design specific. package, they're more specific. But right, absolutely. And again, it's part of that building association. The, yeah. the Brasscraft is going to make those plastic valves that are probably a dollar to make. I don't know. I shouldn't even put yeah, it Yeah, but are we talking it. copper or PEX? What are we talking? We're not talking you're not either. Gonna, we're not talking either. We're not talking either. So, oh, hang on so a they made the, Sorry? So yes, they made valves. the PEX, the plastic ball valve. So the building association said, I think now every you got product everywhere. fails. But Brasscraft also. Like, give me a break. Hang on, Rob. Hang on. Sorry. And so they also make the metal valves. So a lot of times when we replace these brass crafts, I'm not putting the plastic no. in. I carry the metal ones on me oh, and I put them in But you're pricing for the metal. Right. So you're going to price for the metal and you're going to try to give the customer the best that you want. So who's using the plastic? So the big uh, subdivisions. You know, we're gonna well, then there's mainline. The like, the what are you talking about? The plastic or the note is metal, right? Well, the, the, the actual shaft. You're talking about the valve stem. The valve stem, the stem is yeah. plastic. plastic. Yeah. yeah, but that's not in every uh, brand. That's not in every brass craft. Maybe in the PAX brass craft. But there's... There's that's even what Sam's there, saying there's two different Yeah, there's different kinds. There's, there's, there's even mainline. There's even mainline that <sighs> does crimp. 
uh, that does crimp valve. I think all of them are going to well, fail. It's kind, of, it's kind most. of like tools, right? I mean, no one tool has the best overall line of everything. 100%. No, I don't right. care yeah. what you want to argue and tell me that Festool but, has everything perfectly. Yeah. No, it it's, doesn't. It's also, it's also the are. environment yeah. that they're in. Like our water has a lot of calcium in it. And if the valve's been open for five years straight, the amount of crystallization that hardens around that and you go and try and turn it, now it's almost like, you're going to either break it or it has to break all that crystallization. So, yeah. so that brings me to clients and complaints. How do you guys navigate that wonderful shark fest in water? Oh, right? I got a, I got a fun one. I want to hear I got that. A fun one. I had a guy call me or email us last week. We did a backwater valve cause we're uh, uh, the authorized contractor for Hamilton to backwater valves for the city. And we did a rough in format after as well. And there's a flange and his floor was just cracked everywhere. Old Hamilton home, right? We reconcreted it and he sent a picture of his flange with ant hills all over it. Like everywhere. He has an infestation in his ba in his basement. And he goes, You guys didn't seal my concrete properly. How are you gonna fix this? I was like I had to call him today and he I'm didn't not an answer. Ant like I what do I say to him? What do I say to him? Like, I didn't know. I left him a message said, we can talk about this. But what do I say to him without That's making him That's last trade uh, yeah. pointing finger at syndrome. Like, what, what like, do I say? I say, you have an ant problem? Like, I, I'm not sealing your concrete. Sealing your concrete. What do you there's mean? There's no such thing as sealing concrete, especially <laughs> if you're doing a repair. A repair. Well, there is. You get epoxy the concrete, so how but do you're you not. Guys, like, how not do you for a spa repair. Repair. Exactly. Yeah, not hang for on, spa Hang on. So I'm sure that you guys have had your fair share of client complaints on yeah. different levels, right? Yeah. Oh, big time. Like, we actually have a five-star Google right and like and you know and our lads here they too um and to be honest with you like it's hard to keep up with like and and coming into the industry that like I thought about that again it's like if you're more niche right and you're not dealing too much with the general public it's a little bit easier to control but if you're going to go into the service industry yeah. you better realize that you're stepping into an industry of customer care and customer service right we we have Very good a, points we have a CRM, like, so, like, you know, customer relations management, management or whatever it is. And, and like, it, it's a software that basically keeps up with everything, right? All our clients are in there, all their information there. You can put birthdays in there. And we can send out birthday cards, like, from this stuff. That's house like, call, right? Yeah, that's house call for yeah. on. Like, now, we, we update our pricing. Like, air suppliers hit a price change. Like, they all change their valve prices. My system updates same day. So, like, even the stock that we really, keep, yeah, one, that's one, impressive. One, once we get a notification from any of our suppliers, typically they say, Iron Watch, we're going to change, like, stainless is going to go up by, say, 10 points in this date. And then they will send out a letter saying it has or an email saying it has. And then my manager would get onto the system. He would just increase there. Wow. Oh, do you, do you, um, wow, I don't get notifications from my supplier to do that. See, I just well, have to find it on my bill. And, they ran uh, out of okay. pigeons. Well, this is a thing, right? <laughs> like, this is another very sore subject of suppliers like and to be honest with you but like, you should be sourcing out these suppliers well, to listen, have that we, we wrangle these guys and and you know what like i got in from guys in the industry that have been in like as long as sam so i have a really good insight into old pricing and i'm telling you right i had one of my suppliers that i won't name i can guarantee i could sell you guys pipe and make profit for what these guys are calling themselves wholesalers Ain't right. that something, eh? That I've brings up another point that I didn't even put on the 10,000 pages of Earth. talking points here. It was like... <laughs> a joke. Like how, it's, it's how, a, it's how, a, it's gone, like Sam, is it gone that 
a contractor tradesperson doesn't get exclusive pricing anymore? Yeah. Is that dead and it buried is. now? 100% it is. You, you know how we run into a head-on? Sorry to hog the mic. No, go stuff. ahead, man. Uh, we, so we, we, like, this is when it, it became very obvious to me. I ran into a guy in a job one day and he says, Aaron, I want to supply my own material. We don't do that, buddy. Like, There's no point in that. He was like, all right, at the very least, will you do the job and buy the material off me? All right. That's reasonable. Yeah. I'll buy your material off you, but I'm buying it off you for the rate that I buy it for. The guy says, ah, you know, well, do me a fair deal. Like, okay. I present him the deal on it. And the guy says to me, okay, that's fairly reasonable. It's not far off what I paid for it. I <laughs> said, what? He hands me the supplier's docket that I'm talking about in question. I have a company of eight guys out there running around. Wow. This guy walked in with no account and got no price. way no i'm telling you guys like like oh so you know where i was missing out on was i couldn't compete on commercial jobs because the system 15 piping that these suppliers in particular were selling that is at four times my current price right now wow ain't that crazy eh? and but, it, it, okay, it can happen but, overnight but you know, you know what that 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 leads to like uh you staying involved with your suppliers and keeping them accountable i know but so it's no longer about swinging the wrench right it's no no 100 percent. and you guys are already working six days a week so now you got it this is another piece to the whole business i think it depends on though what kind of work you're doing if you're doing more construction mainly like these guys are doing when you're doing service a buck here 50 cents here, 75 cents generally the customer's paying for that because most of it's the customer's paying for everything are you overwhelmed sam by how much more is involved in running the business and actually operating the skill. Absolutely. Yeah. But your kids are kind of showing you ways of kind of reducing or chunking down those responsibilities. Absolutely. Well, they're learning every day. And that's, again, I hate to say it, but practice makes perfect, but you know, you learn from all these things and you try to deal with it, but there are some curveballs that you didn't really see coming, but you got to stay on your toes. Uh, it's great to get a notification. I mean, getting a notification and saying, Hey, your price is going up and, you know, changing your uh, your um, your numbers that same time is is really key. To I get that on ePriser though. I don't know if you guys use AllPriser anyone. You use AllPriser as a set. That anyone that does know that AllPriser is the standard set in the industry. Uh, what you should be doing is you should be getting a discount sheet from your suppliers, which will lay your discount across yeah. every material. Then you check that with all pricer to see where the industry standard is, wow. just so to learn how I the like price job. I like that a lot. I'm gonna yeah. What is it like 40, 60 percent? Like generally from the suppliers? Well, it depends on what the material is. Yeah, it, what it, it is. depends. Like like you know like I I pay net on pipe like just to disclose that like I wouldn't like you'd be very surprised to see what I pay on pipe because I refuse to pay more on the very basics of what i need to install sure yeah i might like hit me for the glue next like what am i supposed well, to they're do gonna hit, they're <laughs> gonna always hit you somewhere they're always gonna hit well, you yeah, somewhere. no oh hit, oh hit me on the zone wall carrier that's all right like i'll pay four thousand dollars for that and i'll mark it up 30 points whatever yeah. like that's fine like so for the basic <laughs> items when a guy is like hey i need to fix my laundry like it's like hey man don't hose me on it yeah. 10 foot length of pipe i want to talk about man and you're you're going to spend money you're going to charge them a 10 foot length of pipe too like you're well, not going to charge them for three feet you know no I mean? we charge by the foot you just make sure that your foot breakdown has more points on it than your points on per length yeah. so like say when we're doing an install there's no way you're making the same points on an install as you are in service what's the length, what's length of uh cell core abs what's 18, the length of 18, inch, and a half? inch and a half 
I don't know, eighteen fifty. I don't know, twenty, yeah. twenty-one dollars. Well, yeah. $20. So, how do you guys feel that manufacturers? How are they contributing to the industry? Are they know. becoming Doll as is really good? Doll is really good. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. We we know that, but I mean, obviously, I, I I still get the sense that the majority of the industry, when it comes to innovation and looking at the future of construction, isn't moving as fast as you guys. Somebody's setting the standard by us going so fast, and they've got to keep up. And yeah. I've noticed that some manufacturers are, and I'll say Team Red Milwaukee, they've come out with so much stuff. Like, they've come out with tools that you didn't even think you needed a tool for. Like because a drain, they paid like attention a drain to machine. the trade, right? There's, like a drain machine? I could probably name probably 100 different tools that you thought that you wouldn't be using 20 years ago from now. But there's some manufacturers out there, and I'm going to say Milwaukee, Rigid, they're advancing all their stuff to make our lives easier because they're noticing that we're going faster yes. and we want more profit yes. and we want to do this. We want to do it. Not only would want to do it great, we want to do it excellent because it's all based on referrals. You want to just leave the customer super happy because that's the way you want to feel. You want to be happy at the end of the job. You don't want somebody coming to your house and you're like, Fuck, I shouldn't have hired that guy. You know, he could are have you on ProPress? Are you guys all, everybody on ProPress? Yeah, I just, no? I'm new. Aaron, you're not? No. Look, yeah. I saw ProPress for gas and I was in awe. Yeah, no, I swear crazy. I saw angels. So, so ProPress oh Pro for gas, you're going to save time, right? Yes. Because you're not going to be treading. Right? You're not going exactly. to get full of oil. I agree with all that. But like, not for plumbing. You, you're coming off the top of a hot water tank. And yeah. You're pressing. Yeah, it's oh, true. Know, like, I agree with you. I, like, I agree looks, with you 100%, so Aaron. It. It, looks, <laughs> it looks good. You know what? I, yeah, uh, I piped honest, in. Uh, to I be piped honest, with, we want to teach our guys to actually be a craftsman, not crimp copper. It, like, there's a time and a place for press. Like, so there really is. We're coming in at nighttime. We're pressing. Yes. We're doing a rise and shutdown. We're pressing. 100%. You're doing commercial, big main shutdown. You're doing press. It brings up a good point with apprentices, right? So it's like, are you guys still teaching the apprentices good old school That's what I'm saying. soldering? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to. Raising, yeah. welding. Okay. What, what happens? You teach your apprentice to go go fast and press everything, and then the poor kid or the guy's in a unfortunate situation. Water keeps coming, and then the guy you, the guy's got to solder. Oh, I, I didn't, hang on, hang on. I didn't know that. I thought you can only pro press if you're a fifth year and up. Anything less than that, you're going to be soldering and doing it right. I don't I'm going to teach you guys. I'm going to teach you guys how to solder. Yeah, but you have to understand here. pro press. Like I went to a boiler room, uh, or I did a boiler uh, with Black and Mac when I was an apprentice, and the pipe rotted out faster than the pro press fittings. The pro press fittings are actually casted full fittings. They're they're fully. Thick. What size was the the pipe? At three quarter, three quarter, one inch. There was a, it was a small boiler on, at Colonial Cookies in Kitchener, okay. and the the piping was Type L, and the piping rotted out, and the fitting was fine. It fell right off. Uh, and that, that's fine. I'm not. I love Pro Press. Like, yeah. dude, we just used Mega Press last week. We Mega Pressed from inch and a half steel yeah. and transitioned to to Upinor. Yeah. To, to but I agree with all you guys that anybody coming into the business, and this is still, I would say, ten years, twenty years into the future. You still better learn how to do solder. Oh, Can, yeah. Can I just say about no numbers again? Yes. Right. So think about this, yeah. right? How much is a pro press till? Two and a half, three thousand dollars. Yeah. Right? You're doing ten points. What are you doing? A thirty thousand dollar job? To buy that tool? No, that, that tool is essential though, Aaron. It's essential. If you're a plumbing contractor, you need What's a pro that? press tool. Well, so, I buy opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have one, do you? No, no, no. Hey guys, no, no. no, my guys, some of my guys have them, but this is the thing. Like, I never run into a scenario where I feel that I need, I'm a pipe fitter by trade. Like, I don't need a ProPress tool. Just saying, like... You need it if you're a contractor. What, what happens is that we go and we see, oh, there's a tricky spot right there. 
call the suppliers. Yo, send over the towel. Thanks. It's $50. Mm. Like, yeah, towel. no thanks. Add it on to the Yeah, for sure it makes sense. You're no. never going to get away from copper. Like, let's face it, uh, PEX crimp or cold compression, it's, it's malleable. It moves around. We still put copper into our shower valves. I build like the little cross yes. and valve, yeah. mount yes. it, put the clips on it. Then you can put your flexible pipe to it. Mm-hmm. You can hook up to it and stuff. So you're still going to use copper. You're still going to solder and stuff. And you know, I think press is the best, like one of my favorite tools on the market. It's good press. if you don't want to have to carry the whole acetylene torch in because you got two hose bibs to do in the basement. Or, so or just go get two four nineties so and do guys, it in 20 minutes. My guys, I gave them the option. I said, we'll finance the tool. But it's going to come off your paycheck. If you want it on your truck, oh, that's a you good pay. Way. I'll pay for it up front. But you tell me a hundred dollars off your paycheck every time for five years. I don't care, however long it takes you to pay. But if you want it, it's going to make your job easier. Go ahead, use it. I, I have one guy. He's an older guy. He's forty something years old, and he refuses to have it. He's like, I'm just not a fan of it. I'm a solder, and I'm like, power to, to you, man. I mean, some of the old school guys know how to solder. Like I like. Or the Usain Bolt of soldering. Yeah. You know, like yeah. They're just soldering amazing, right? I like soldering bigger pipe. I, I, yeah, I don't have the mega price. Me. I, I like two-inch in mud. I like soldering bigger I love pipes. soldering big pipe. Oh, That's, yeah. I want to ask you guys, how can manufacturers collaborate with you guys? Just outside, ask us. Outside of, outside of social media influencing fame whore. That whole world. Oh, Everyone know how I feel Guilty. about oh, it? Oh, my God. Everyone know how I so, feel about it? Oh, my God. That's so all can, Instagram how, with how, tools. I know, but how oh can God. how can manufacturers collaborate with you guys? So, Sam, you're saying just ask us. Just ask us. If you're coming up with something new, man, just ask us. We, we do it all the time. So, some actually do, and they talk to us, and they bring out some stuff. You know, we've had some other... Um, companies that I don't want to talk about right now, but they've come on site and they said, here, we're coming out with this product. Tell me what you think. Are you going to try it out? You know, that's working with the plumber. And then we say, yeah, this one's a little runny. This one's a little thick. You know, this is pretty good. Those are the companies that want to learn from the pros. It's yep. like you're going to, if you're going to get a renovation done, you're going to call a pro in. You're going to ask him and I definitely think Milwaukee's actually doing that. And that's yeah. why I agree with you that Milwaukee's coming out with so many toys so and many adapters. Tools. It's like they're almost building a plumber. I'm nervous that a red plumber is going to show up on site now and all of a sudden start doing the work for you guys. I, can, I can't wait to buy a bandsaw. <laughs> I, 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 I don't have a bandsaw yet. I was telling Nicholas, we I, we don't own one yet because I'm like, I unless you're doing more commercial industrial work, I don't really think you need a bandsaw. But Cast iron though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cast iron rod, um, stuff like that. But they the have a rod, rod cutter. cutter. The rod cutter. Yeah. Ooh. The rod cutter is, is <laughs> premium. Like, that's that's a perfect tool. A rod cutter. Twenty years ago, do you think somebody's going to cut rebar for yeah, you? Yeah, sawzall mm-hmm. or no the the hacksaw. <laughs> How many times I smashed? There's nothing better. It's the only way you can do it. Oh, he wants used to make is, me. You is grab there the whole enough bundle. product training going on, guys? That's that's the key. Manufacturers need Manufacturer to have product training, training and education. Navi but does a really good job. But are you guys gonna make the time for that? Because I keep going back to time, and I know Aaron, you're big on numbers, which is hugely valuable in a business to become successful. But now more product training takes you out of the game, which means that you have to have a, a, a go-to person on site that's going to be handling things and taking care of things. But you guys, you need to send them. It's yeah. not that you need to see you. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's, like. We recently just have you guys. So, like, what we're experiencing now is in Hamilton, right on, right? Oh yeah, right, Mr. Radon, right on, right. Yeah. So, t- 
today actually is it really like it's high? such a, a massive topic it's yeah. like you either you are we're installers that, now we, i know but a, I, i've had a client who made me go through the whole emf world man and i still like the ghostbuster guy showed up and he had a geiger counter and all this other <laughs> oh, yeah. he had black socks oh, and yeah. sandals and shorts <laughs> yeah. and don't ever bring up tesla with him and yeah. i was like going oh okay all right fine so i didn't believe it but it's we're doing a massive mitigation right now in london i start the project on monday uh, we're doing a project out there in a factory. I think it's about 10,000 square feet, and we're putting in 30 fans, like 30 fans, yeah, like 36 inch fans. Like, is what? that yeah, for, well, for, 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 for mitigation, like you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And so all, all new homes and Hamilton. So, how are you guys going to find the time for this valuable training? That if the client or the manufacturers look at their product development and they want to start training you guys to use this product because this product's going to change the industry, how do you guys find that time to do that? You I'm have not. to work together. Well, we don't. We don't. You would send your 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 Employee. techs to for because the, they're ultimately the ones that should be trained. Mm -hmm. Like we're the ones that's supposed to be overseeing them. I, I to be honest, I love when the guys are educating me on stuff. I'm like, I want you guys to, to be doing a lot of the learning and stuff and be like, Rob, come here. I'm going to show you this. That gets me excited to be honest. But you need to send your guys and send. Yeah, for sure. Thing, like, I right? totally get it. And just to go back to some manufacturers are doing that product uh, training. Okay, so we'll call out Schluter with their systems and stuff. I know they have a few classes. They call you in. You know, you can do some courses. Yeah, but I do you really need it. training on Schluter? Like, uh, it's yeah, more. You need uh, training on everything. They, no, not yeah. for plumbers, though. I'm talking about like, like in terms of s setting a drain. I don't really think you have to go to a Schluter training. I'm thinking more like combi boilers, mechanical Navian. equipment, yeah. uh, pumps, us. Uh, uh, I don't know thermostats, like stuff that communicates and like. Stuff like that, I think there's unique I mean, training. There's training on everything, like Sam said. I Honestly, you can get training on everything, and it, it, nothing's common anymore. I guess. Yeah, but like with Navian, Navian's doing training. They do it in Toronto. I just met up with the guys from Navian. Uh, DaCosta from uh, BC was there, and we went yeah, out. Yeah, but you need training mm, on Adrian? Navian. Uh, Adrian oh, came out, man. yeah. And then, so Terrence is back down for the Navian training. I got offered the Navian training. It's $750. They pay for three nights of a hotel. You do two full days of training, and you're certified Navian tech. Yeah, You awesome. rip the boiler apart fully put all the parts back in. Wow. And that's you what you want to do. Yeah. These are the guys who built it. They're going to show you what you're doing and what, yeah. how to do it, and how to do it right. you got a question, that's the right person right. to ask. Yeah, but absolutely. then the trade shows too. Like, like I just got back from Germany and I was blown away at the stuff that I learned there. I felt like I didn't know anything about plumbing because they're 10 years ahead with yeah. heat pumps. Like, we got heat pumps. We got electric I stuff really coming out. I really wish that Canada didn't go the forced air route. Yeah. Well, that's because what I was saying earlier yeah. on. It's couldn't get any air conditioning out of a boiler. And that's what killed it was the air conditioning. Mm -hmm. I know because Europe is all wall-mounted units, and and nobody in North in North America wanted to have those eyesores on the walls. Absolutely, and when you said and they I get, get it, but then but yeah, then but also the ideal situation is you have a furnace that services the AC part, also services a secondary heat component. Yeah, but then you have the boiler system up front, right? But, but I I think Europe was I think Europe might have been more forced to go that way because we're talking about everyone there mainly lives in apartments and and buildings here in Canada up until now. Like we had so much land. Everywhere, up until twenty years ago, Mississauga, Brampton was farmland. Yeah, it was all green. So, so I, I think probably they went with what's more cost effective, mass production going Build out. Build association. Yeah, probably that. They probably thought forced air construction, right? Because so. yeah, mechanical. <laughs> what what factors do you guys do take or consider when you're buying products? Quality, 
Quality. Quality. Customer, Customer service. service. Customer service. High five on that. Aaron? That's that is what I'm big saying, time. man. Yeah. Aaron? Customer service. Yeah. It typically. It and quality, obviously. I, I ran into it there. Uh, I, won't, I won't mention who, but <laughs> a, 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 a company out there like that carries a big name. And we installed a six-inch backflow device for them. So a massive job. What? We were, we were, He's not going to name we, we were, <laughs> What? We were in an industry. We had shut down a plant that's, you know, like it was actually, uh, they, it's actually, um, they make parts and stuff. And uh, so big production, like, you know. And we reach out to these people and we say, you know, you have an issue here. It's clearly not an install issue. You could see it clear as day. It was a factory well that was broken on the machine. Basically, they turned around and said, yeah, okay, we see that. But in the meantime, you buy another one. You facilitate the no, install. No, that's not right. Yeah, wow. You, 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 I, when I went back to the suppliers and I said, listen, like, I'm willing to never use you guys again if this is the outcome. And basically, the owner of this suppliers, probably the biggest suppliers we, we deal with here, came down and basically said, Okay, like I'll cover the cost of that file for you. Because he understood the value of yeah, that statement you, that you made. Yeah, you cover the cost of your install. We'll go into this together. And then this company took their sweet ass time to get back to us. In the end, they paid for it all. I'm not going to say mm. they didn't, but like. But they, you had to fight for that. I had to fight for it. And they, that you I, should actually, not they, have to fight for that. Well, they they yeah. actually laughed at me first time around, which I was blown out of water. Like I. <laughs> Are you getting the, the same silver thing, bullet. Sam? Yeah, or like how silver bullet. Yeah. What's that? Sorry, hang on a sec. Guys. So are you getting the same thing, that kind of idea when it comes to... Uh, Absolutely. You, so it's quality and customer service for sure. Have Again, you seen companies from the 90s lose their quality uh, because yeah. they've been amalgamated with... Yeah, but I think everyone has to a certain point. Come on. So no, everyone, not, there's not, a, not everyone. There's not a lot everyone. of people. Not, not everyone. No. But in, in, in today's okay, day and age, a, a lot of stuff has come offshore. Dull. So they see that fancy that's, shower that's valve I, that's, that's made by was, one company. And then you got the next one that's a some uh, some name. better than. Hang, hang on a second, Jeff. And then you got some name that's an offshore uh, company that's it has the same shiny knob, but they're not realizing that it's it's zero quality. And there's nobody that you can talk to. So why do you guys parts. want quality and customers? So I'm hearing one and two. Number one is quality. Number two is customer service. What's number three? Choose Doll for your plumbing needs and discover the peace of mind that comes with their unwavering reliability and exceptional service. Experience the Doll difference and join the growing community of contractors who trust in their expertise and rely on their products. So check them out at www.dollvalve.com and on social at dollvalve. Accountability. <laughs> Accountability. Yeah. Yeah. I give sure. you a good one. We had one a while ago. Uh, uh, very reputable brand in the sense of like uh, showers and stuff. Like a, a, a top brand, right? And um, you're not so, giving up any brands, eh? Should I be? <laughs> <laughs> right? Can't get sued. I don't want to be. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. Leave that. it alone. Yeah. If anyone wants to sponsor us, later we don't name and shame. He'll, 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 <laughs> give, he'll give all the brands later on. But, but what happened was, right, uh, this was a $250,000 washroom renovation, Lakeshore, right? Nice. Yeah, this guy in, in one, one shower head, right? Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> so What is he doing with so it? So on this shower, right, this is truth, right? They bring us over, they, they ask us to install the shower. The first thing we look at it and say, there's no way a half-inch pipe's going to do this many functions on this what? shower. Really? Right? So we reach back out to the manufacturer and the contractor says, you know what, that makes sense, Aaron, like it does. But we have this designer and they assured us that this will work together. The designer hears your concern and she thinks you should add a diverter, right? So this is installed behind slab 
granite or whatever this stuff is, like marble, who knows, right? Everyone's and seeing the car crash? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we, we go back, we turn it on, and I mean to say, like, I could spit harder. Like, <laughs> right? And, and, and behind, like, you just, you can't make this stuff up. Like, the wall that backs onto the shower... There's thirty thousand dollars worth of wallpaper on that wall. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, crazy. but did anybody? Did you can't even access it. Did, it did anybody check the gallons per minute rating on that unit oh, and yeah. realize that? Oh, the designer knew better than the plumber. That's what we tried to. Oh. We, it was actually as clear as day because you could you could measure out the gallons per minute off all the functions, and we were able to tell them that it didn't work, and their solution was. So now here we are. We're in the house, the homeowners... Man, Put a booster pump. Everything is installed, <laughs> right? And then they come back to us and they say, no, you installed PEX? Yeah, we installed PEX. Oh, no, we said copper. Wait, hold on. So what's they the difference? They wouldn't have changed it. So, so then, right, against our judgment, and we said this, the contractor went down, ripped open the ceiling, and made a spring three-quarter inch PEX to a half-inch transition on the valve. This is the we were dealing with right what, what sense does that make we got a three still, quarter inch pipe that goes to a half inch no, no, pipe no, no, it doesn't matter yeah, if it's a 10 inch pipe going to a half inch pipe it's the same it's, still, it's the same it, it thing, brings up right? issues i guess with warranty right so yeah. how many times are you guys uh, fighting with warranty oh i got a really classic one here i got a, a great general contractor that we've done many homes together and the homeowner the house that we did they um basically purchased six different shower manufacturers i mean this in was one home so in the master you oh had my. four different manufacturers you had a certain valve you had a different uh okay. handheld yeah it was just like That's uh, not it, was, right. it was all put together but anyways the the story that i'm getting at is um my one of my favorite shower valves is a ryobel shower valve and they did have them house of roll and um they used all the other ones the other ones all had problems with them if it was the shower valve if it was the the handle and stuff. I went back six different times changing cartridges and stuff like that. And again, it happened for one of my best general contractors and he understood. Now I put it right in there. We're going to install everything. If it leaks on day one, it's extra for me to take it apart and do it. That's the manufacturer that you picked. You didn't do your homework. They have no warranty. They had, they, they, the, the guy at the end, you know, the guy inspected by number 93 and there's no stamp at the end anymore. They've got the stuff. So we had so many things. I went back to this house six different times, changing cartridges, changing this, changing that. And that I had to tell the general contractor that I said, you know what? Somebody's got to pay me for my time. But, everything, what was the but issue? everything falls on you though. But what was the issue? Cartridges, uh, gaskets, um, oh. brain head on the ball. Everything loose. that's not in your fine print in your estimate yeah. is on you. Yeah. Yeah, I've even seen it go. Oh, 100% you were, it is. Okay, all of you guys have been caught oh, with yeah. your pants down. So that's why you learned. Oh, 100%, yeah. 100%. Like, I, I would say that, like, well, when, every you know, 10 estimates, we change our estimates because someone found a gap. Yeah, of course. There's always a gap because you're going to miss yeah. one word that now opens the door to that. Right, and that's where you're going to have your special notes. I'm up to 23 different lines in there. You need it, 100%. You have to add all this stuff in just to... Otherwise, you're responsible for coming back. There is so much garbage out there, and people, these little boutiques, and they want black trim on their shower, and they only want to spend $450, they're going to go buy that because it looks all shiny and stuff like that. And then we install it, and we... 
and it doesn't work very good. Does it so, come with a can of Tremclad too? Yeah, with exactly. Or Design, but designers exactly. and engineers are our worst nightmare. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I agree know, with that. You one. know what? I, I learned that early on doing custom homes when I did commercial jobs. I learned very early on when you do commercial, you have to use you have to be a lawyer. You have to use words that lawyers do, and that's how you have because anytime there's an issue, they will hold you under their thumb and they will make sure that you are accountable. Because they're not going to be accountable. And same thing with custom home builders. Every little thing that they can squeeze out of you. That's why I started doing that early on. Uh, this includes up to three or four visits of finishing. After that, it's an extra charge for each visit. My, because my, it's like, why is it my job to make sure that you're organized? Yeah, for sure. Like, and it's like... My houses are four pages. My quotes (laughs) are four pages long for a house. That's how long my quote is. I'm not the guy to send one quote to say, I'm going to do plumbing in your house. These guys, and it's super cheap, and it's $5,000 cheaper than what we do. Well, that guy that didn't write that he's going to yes. give you he's this, gonna... you've left yourself open, open for everything. My quote is detailed. I'm going to tell you exactly, exactly what I'm going to do in every room, and I call it out, and I tell you what kind of stuff I'm going to put in there. So there are no hidden costs. It's the price is the price because I broke it down and gave them a fair. Yeah, also, the way we work it is that, so what we were finding was that when, when you're operating a couple of crews that sometimes contractors can mislead the guys and, you know, they show up on site and buddy be like, oh, come over here and I'll show you this pipe. So what we do is we attach our estimates uh, to our work orders and we basically make sure that it's so detailed that you can pick it up and read it and plumb to an extent that you stop when you realize something's not right. So then at that stage, it's an extra change order. Whatever it is we got to do to make that happen right then and there. Right, for sure. The master shower, you're going to put a shower valve in. They show up with two. What yeah. are you going to do? Are you I'm sh- not putting two in. I only price you for one. Yeah. We're well, installing since, a since shower valve. Here, since you're since here. Since you're that's, here. That's the common. Since you're we here. We changed it from three functions to 16 functions. Mm-hmm. And we want it done in copper. Yeah, so <laughs> live and learn. Live and learn from that's, every job. That's, a, that's, a, a that's, a, that's amazing. That's amazing. Guys, right, guys. Let's, let's talk safety. Wow. Uh, I hit that a couple of weeks ago when I got an interesting <laughs> phone call. And it was this um, a firm that were basically like, how, how many guys have you got? And I'm like, this many. And they're like, well, what's your safety protocol for all that? I'm like, huh? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, what? i do. what <laughs> you, you got stickers on all your doors and you got this you got that and like you know fire extinguishers blankets like you know no vape signs okay was this the ministry of labor contacting you or no, was no, just a third it, party it's just like a tour party where you can kind of sign them up and you know like I, I, there's I, been a lot of that going around i yeah. use i use one oh so they're selling you they were trying to sell us. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, they're they're well, they're trying to, you can I look at it that part, but they're probably trying to keep office. it current, too. Yeah. They don't want to get you caught with your pants down. You but know? Okay, so what steps are you guys taking for your business to be a safe operating business on and off the job site? So we have a small little uh, PPE kit. You know, you got your safety glass, you got your earplugs and stuff like that. You know, we don't need hazardous waste gloves or some hydro gloves. That I, we agree. I agree. So, you know, the, the basics is really important. I'm going to tell you, starting back in the day when I did, there was no earplugs on there. I actually can't even hear too good in one ear because we used hammer drilling all the time in a small little room there wasn't any of that but i'm making sure that my guys have their earplugs they have their safety glasses and they got knee pads in their pants and built in and, and, and some twin and masks masks i'm really big on we have like the mask of 3M mask for yeah, vapor that's cartridges. And the hard hat's not always on let's just be honest yeah 100 not always on not always on i mean i come from 
Black and Max. Your hard hat is basically well, sewn on. Yeah, like what? I, but that hard hat, no. Hard hat, no. And my hard hat's covered in union stickers, and now I'm not union, so it feels weird wearing it. But then, then you can get a ministry <laughs> labor officer come by and go, listen, those stickers, the adhesion is actually deteriorating the plastic yep, of that. They which do. means there could be a hairline crack that I don't see, which means you could hit a pipe and all of a sudden you can have a concussion, yeah. which means you'll be in a coma and a part of a soap opera, Spanish likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind yeah. of world, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when it comes to safety, we, uh, I kind of brought safety into uh, Arella Group. You kind of have to, especially with the younger gen, right? You do. Yeah. You we do have, sure. we have a program like, like the guys that were probably calling you, it's basically they pay, you can go online and they have 10 courses that we can pick for them and we get all our employees on it. So it's Wemis and working at Heights and all the basic stuff because it just holds them reliable for if they get hurt. Yeah. You're trained on it. I kind of like the old or, school or place harassment is a big one. I yeah. like I like the old school. <laughs> there's stuff. one there's one course on there for bear safety. Really? If you run into a bear, I'm like, why don't you need that? Like, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I think I think maybe it's just a hairy guy. Yeah, it is about covering your ass. It's all about, it's about covering it's your ass. It's, it's a about, business. It's all about covering your ass. It could be a guy yeah. taking his shirt off and he's got a sweater. Like if, yeah. that's you know, the bear, yeah. maybe, right? You know It's 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 fine when it's you and it's a guy, you know, when it's something controllable and it's we all got each other's backs, right? But, but what it is is as you start to grow and you start to scale it like at the end of the day like if people get hurt and they're there to work for you like you know they're going to look for the compensation so what i would say it is is that understand that as you're growing if you don't have a safety procedure you don't have an operating procedure for safety or understand to the size of your company to what those procedures should be yeah. and you're you're not incorporated oh be very very careful Mm. Yeah, Be we're at 28 careful. guys. We have 28 guys all total. You know what so I mean? So we have, have to. You have to have two. Yeah, we have, we have a safety committee, and one of my plumbers is a safety committee. They have to meet once a month. Yes. He has to go over the shop. Make but sure technically, based on mole, every morning, everybody has to have a talk to. Yeah, you have a work site safety talk and stuff. Right. Like and that. I, operating a business, that's kind of difficult to do, and, and, and that's contributing to more time and stuff like that. It's not that we're ignoring safety. No. We're just we're hiring people and being part of a collective on your crew that everyone is aware of each other. We all want to go home. Yeah. We yeah, all want to start the day. We want to yeah. go home, right? Yeah. We're not trying to thumb it in their faces, but also we're running a business too, right? This, we're also not rushing our guys. This is, yes. what, this is what leads me to the value that trades people bring to society. And this is something that like, I want to be the cheerleader for the trades construction industry or more just trades, not even construction, just trades is like the amount of value that we bring to society and have always brought to society. Like we build stuff like we build infrastructure, roads, things that people use every single day with our bare hands and I feel like, you know, more people need to hear that and trades and, and realize how valuable they are to people's everyday life. Like I tell people what plumbing, if you don't have proper plumbing, you are going to have a bad day. Like I can guarantee but you see, that. That's the thing is that as a homeowner, or as a person of society that's not in the construction industry, you are not paying attention to what we do or what we offer until it affects you. Mm hmm. So I think that's everybody. driving to work and there's a water main break and there's congestion. Then you're complaining about the construction crew with the signage that's bringing down three lanes to one lane. You get home and you've got a pipe burst and now you've got a leak. So it's not until something happens that it changes your perspective. But, but the, on who we the bring, thing is, what I, we bring, sorry. people mm-hmm. need to, I think society doesn't push that out there because it's not sexy. It's not attractive. Because like, why is it that firefighters are held with this, this up on this like pedestal, like, 
they save people's lives. Like, yeah, they do, and I'm not taking anything away from well, firefighters. You both run. But I'll tell you right now, construction. I can guarantee you, in a high-rise building, uh, is more dangerous than a firefighter will ever see on a daily I basis. I agree. Like, which that, brings up a good point. Sorry, it brings up a good point about the whole aging water system here. Like, Toronto is not the forefront and leading. When it comes to infrastructure, absolutely, mm -hmm. and no, you guys are no, look fighting. At our roads. It's, not, it's not. You guys are fighting that. It's not. I'm just being honest. <laughs> oh it's, not. it's not. I think a lot of the residents in Hamilton they still have a problem. They still lead, have uh, lead pipes. Lead pipes coming into the house. Are you kidding me? I'm really? not kidding. Yeah, lead, yeah. You see, lot, we, lot, we've done lead today. repairs. Like, so they they yeah. tell you not to drink yeah. it and stuff, but of course you're not going to drink leaded lead water but showering and letting it go into your pores still the same thing it's not going to be very good for you this is, or this is why young, I believe in water younger or water elderly filtration. and that's why still i have, have a carbon block in my house uh i have like water filtration in my house i don't care what anybody tells me like i don't have an ro i haven't gone to that extreme but i might I have a huge carbon block. Is filter. it worth reverse osmosis? Uh, no, nope. like, listen, it depends what you. Depends on the water. It depends on. It depends. If you want to make ice cubes, it's yes. fantastic. And and yeah. tea and tea and coffee, it's great. Yeah. Anything you want to bring. It'll make you. A, it'll make you a crystal ice cube. It yeah. looks great. It's like, only no going to be as good as you change the filters. You don't yes. change the filter. It doesn't matter. People just buy. Yeah, but I'm not making plumbers money that I can actually molt spheres of ice into my drinks okay <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not making that kind I think, of money i think it, I, th I think i think it has a place water filtration um i definitely think because an ro is is going to be uh filter out parts per billion which are usually poisons and then your carbon blocks are going to be more parts per million which is going to be like general stuff like you were saying lead organics i would even say pharmaceuticals uh, uh, all kinds of stuff like that that's dumped in the waterways. So I still believe there is value in water filtration. I have it. I, agree. I believe in it. I agree. I don't buy bottled water. Sure. Sorry? Of course, big time. Yeah. yeah. Um, future of plumbing. I mean, What's it looking like? I mean, everybody e wants to be an HVAC. It, it, e pumps. It, it, it looks yeah. bright. It looks bright and lots of opportunity. <laughs> Propane I, and heat pumps. Sam, it, you've seen it evolve. About the same, right? Yeah. Radiant heat and heat pumps. Mm -hmm. To, to be honest with you, man, I think there is such an opportunity in the next 10 years, and I see it, and I'm going for it. There's such, in 10 years, there is such an opportunity out there for, I would say, plumbers and HVAC guys, because everything's going modern HVAC. The amount of money that's going to be in, in, like we were talking about, equipment, all this stuff needs to be serviced. For sure, and it's all Energy Star ratings. Yeah. Sorry, Tom, what was that? Yep. Uh, this is always an interesting subject to bring up. Uh, what's more important, the tool or maintaining that tool? Maintaining that tool. Coming from a service guy that likes to service everything. Aaron? Depends on the price of the tool. Yeah, yeah, 100%. What is the tool in discussion? Like, what are we talking what, what So that brings tool? up another point is like, what are the key tools a plumber should have? It goes down to value. So service, depends where you're going to get out of it, and you got to service that tool as well. But you got to break down the value is it gonna i've bought some tools that not many that i don't use almost every one that i've used i've like wow this is so amazing but i have uh purchased uh, you know a small few that i barely use so it really pro depends press. on value so you look at the price i love my pro press it. i never <laughs> used it i did it, i found the there. pro press for an old guy you know i tried the pro press and i, I like soldering and stuff like that but when i found it I only got two trucks. I always buy two of everything. So I bought two. One for each truck's got a press on it. And sometimes that we, 
need to do that and stuff like that. But Are they making you money? A, they're making you money. 100%. Okay. Instead of lugging that, that torch down and cleaning it up and paying the guy like 45 minutes to do it, I can go get two fittings that are probably 10 bucks each, and he's going to press it and be done in 10 minutes. Dude, do a mechanical room of radiant in-floor heating. You go and solder that thing, I'm going to do press because yeah, I'm not going to inhale a small room of, of, of Yo, soldering and, in, and infiltrate this person's house with, with soldering. And also, I'm going to be done probably three times faster than you are. So food what are you on guys, to the food, next job. Food plant. I worked on a waffle factory when I was at Black and & Mac, and we pressed everything. You shut down a food plant because there's a leak, and you're going you're gonna to solder it. They got to purge the lines. They, gotta, they were running. They're closing production for 24 hours. Mm. I'm going to cut it. Pro press it, they're back up and running like that. Yeah, yeah. They, school boards, you don't got to do heat. You don't have to have. Uh, I know, but you're saying plant school boards. I'm seeing invoices being approved. Yes, yeah. when, it, when it comes okay, to residential, much right, different. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're doing half inch. We're not doing pro press on half inch. Like we're soldering. There's, uh, uh, I think uh, there's a time and a place. I think yeah, Manny just said right there. Okay, time and a place yeah, for everything. Go ahead, son. Sorry. Time and a place, and it's like Manny just said right there. Commercial. I've got a few buddies that are in commercial. They just say this is what we need done, and you submit a price. They say okay. They they say it all the time. Whereas residential, you it's submit different. a price. They're gonna try to say hey, it's kind of expensive. They kind of try to go back there. It is a different world and stuff. But again, you got to know your but, numbers and just sell them on what you've got. And listen. Water, even in a residential small repair. Like the other day, I walk into a house and I'm like doing a stop and waste. I'm like, oh, boom, my torch. I'm like, we're not pressing this. I'm, I'm soldering it. What ends up happening? We're in this crawl space of a bungalow. The amount of water that would keep popping and popping out. I finally said, Nicholas, when you are in a situation like this, you are pro pressing. Because I'll tell you right now, we would have been in the truck right now already down the highway to the next call right now. We just wasted 20 minutes on a bullshit half-inch stop and waste valve that I said, we're going to solder it and get out of here because it's cheaper, faster, and efficient. What ended up happening? I ate my own words. I'm like, See, situations like that, you're going to... Sorry, Aaron. What? It, it, like in the service industries, I have to think of it. Yeah. Think of it like this, right? Like say you call us, right? Yeah. You want to fix a leak. I'm going to have a minimum charge. So that, that, this is another thing. What's your minimum charge? So say my minimum charge is an hour, right? So I'm going to come into your house. Would you rather me bring in a blowtorch, introduce myself, give you a little chat, blowtorch that up, and leave in 35 minutes? Or would you rather me walk in and say, hey, press, buy, there's your bill. No, no, I disagree. Because guess what? You're, guess what, Aaron? Would I you agree. Pay? No, me, you pay? Me personally, if I, I was a homeowner, I disagree. But you're coming in for an hour. Guess you're paying, what? You're paying for an hour regardless. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, though, why not tell the customer, since I'm here, you can have a discussion with them. Is there anything else you want me to look at in your house? Mm. Do you have any questions? What are you talking about? The homeowners all the time. Can you look at this? What do you think about that? I know, that? but you're paying for an hour, and so if you finish the job in 10 minutes, then I got 50 minutes. You're not You're not something. finishing the job in 10 minutes when it comes to coffee. Listen, we're progress. still running a business, and it's like what Sam said at the very beginning. I'm not running a business to basically break even. Yeah. If you're breaking even, then you're not running a business. You're just another employee in the business. Totally. Right. Even if you're making money, you can be just an employee in your business because it, that's the struggle that we all have as plumbers, right? Because you got to transition from being a guy who got into Technician. a trade to work with your hands. I left school at 15, right? That's normal in Ireland. Like, that's why I'm a trades guy. Yeah. I didn't go to college, right? I got involved in the trades and I'm doing it a long time. So now I have to go from if, a great book is the myth of the entrepreneur, the e-myth, yep. right? You got the worker 
who sees it from the worker's level. You got the manager who's got to delegate to those workers and he's the guy who's going to be more organized. That's the guy who can have a couple of yep. workers underneath him. And then you got the entrepreneur, like that's the visionary person for the business. Now the entrepreneur has to speak to the manager to understand to keep the vision in line. I have a manager and I tell you one thing, like I go nuts to the wall and he he'll say, Aaron, stop. Like just we're not going there. Right? And I'll say, Why you don't think so? And he'll say, no, like you're reaching too far. Like you just, <laughs> this is the, I have to organize this. So slow down, like, <laughs> which makes sense, right? Like, because otherwise then you're just in too much. And ultimately to, you may lose. To be honest, there's a huge difference that people don't understand. They think just work harder. And that is the truth. But are you working harder at the right things? Just because you're working harder at being a technician or a plumber or doing more work, that's great. You're going to make more money. But what is your goal? Is your goal to actually actually build a reasonable or a, a business that employs people that uh inspires people that wants to help people or is your goal just you want to make a shit ton of money and you're okay being your own boss and depending on what your goals are you have to figure that out because if your goal is i just want to make money have a good lifestyle provide a certain lifestyle then being a one or two person show hustling bring in 300 400k which is so easy as a good plumber in terms of efficiency and how you run your business, you can make easy three to 500K as two guys. I know. I mean, you guys, so, you guys love driving Porsches. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so how often do you guys reevaluate your business? On a Constantly. monthly, on a yearly? We do quarterly. Quarterly. Yeah, yeah, quarterly. And you're truthful with yourself. Yeah, I'm yeah in for the most part. Rob? I would say I'm constantly, it's a constant, it's a constant. Weekly? I would, I would say it's, it's, it's constant for me. I'm always thinking about like, is this really what I want? Because you have to, there's so many things that come into it because you, there's so many roadblocks and you have to almost unbreak and unteach what you've learned. I was taught a certain thing from my parents and my dad, like, what you can do today, do today. And that is so great. But what are you doing today? When you say do what you have to do today, does that mean cutting my grass, doing that my laundry? Or does that mean calling an extra client, doing an extra job, uh, doing my numbers, going through the job that we just did right now and reevaluating our folder? There's so many things. Sam, how often do you reevaluate? Quarterly. Quarterly as well? Yeah, quarterly. quarterly. Adam, you're quarterly? Quarterly just because we get our quarterly numbers. You go over, see what you did the last three months, what you did wrong, what you did good and then you evaluate and are you guys and finding better? that you're shifting and pivoting quite a bit every time uh, i'm in a entrepreneurial coach uh, group called four level coach so like, i've heard of that yeah yeah like it, it's basically you know about uh, contractors and how to scale a business essentially you know and so within this within this group that we will do our 90 days and we'll keep each other accountable and they bring you through a series of tasks that you have to fill in and what you see is your mindset shift over time. Like I can pull out, I can pull out um, some of mine from like say two years ago, and what I have down on paper to where my vision was to what I was doing in comparison to what I'm doing now is a different person. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. it has so to true. be. If it's not, then you should be questioning. Well, you have to become a different person to achieve different levels of whatever your goals are. Right, you have to now become that person and what does that person look like what does that person do you know as adam said it earlier it's like learning to be a leader like he, he said it in the sense of that you know you have to go from a guy who like works somewhere and you're a good worker to now learning to be a leader like how 
how do you bring value to a team? I don't want to be the smartest plumber in my company. Uh, that wouldn't be any achievement to me. Uh, it, it's my goal to make sure that every plumber comes through as a better plumber than me because I'm giving them my knowledge. But it's up to me to be the best leader in my company. How do you guys overcome stigmas and stereotypes in the construction industry? Because they're still there. They're, they haven't gone away. Maybe they're quieter these days. I don't think they'll ever go away and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and I think um, I think it's good to have them, you know, like... Let them let them think what they want. It's going to make them happier. Yeah, totally. You know? That's when you show up with your Porsche and uh, you say hello. <laughs> I don't and, drive uh, my Porsche to the. <laughs> no, but I'm, ju- I'm, I'm just saying that's when you show up with your Porsche or whatever. Like what, that. what is with plumbers and Porsches, man? Like high performance. A lot of high, high, high performance. The cost of plumbing is just going to go up because you see how many apprentices are actually getting into plumbing. Out of all, like if you pick t- the top. Three skilled trades: plumbing, yeah, HVAC, plumbing, and, HVAC. Electrical. and and electrical. electrical. Yeah, electrical. There's a lot of people wanting to be electricians. Yes, a lot of people want to be HVAC. Yes. Nobody really wants to be a plumber because they think you're going to be covered uh, in shit and I dig holes. Th- no, I don't think so, man. There's a lot of guys that want to be plumbers. Yeah, I get that. But that's oh. the misconception. But yeah. that's just a stigma that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what we're talking. Yeah. It's just yeah. a stigma. Oh, stigma. That some people might think. I d- I don't know. But it's it's fine to me. I'm okay with it. I laugh. I'm like, yeah, we I'm make more make money on our gig jobs than we do on our install. You know, so, yeah. so why is There's there gold a, in the ground, why, bro? Why is there a rivalry between plumbers and electricians? This is just because plumbers oh plumbers are generally. Because I'll tell you right now, to be honest <laughs> with you, who is okay? Hang on, who is electricians are prima yeah, donna yeah. electricians? Yeah, it's good. Like, I, same I, with I, HVAC. HVAC guys think I they see, can challenge. I see deja vu when I do an electrician roundtable. They're going to probably be plumbers or prima donnas. Yeah, but HVAC guys literally think that they can do everything they're oh i could challenge because the they get all their tickets right yeah they think they think oh i could do plumbing i do a little bit of plumbing here and i do a little bit of electrical here i could do everything get i'm not i'm here. not gonna lie i will be honest i'm a little bit of a prima donna like i'll be honest <laughs> with these, these hands here i generally don't touch pipe and stuff without gloves i don't go- i raw dog my sewer i raw dog my sewer and you're over here putting gloves, gloves on my truck. <laughs> yeah like no no put the gloves on for I, lunch I, I know we're gonna wrap it up soon because it's like what are we going on how long angelina Oh, minute and fifty. Can I just touch? <laughs> can I touch base on the whole electrical <laughs> thing? I Go just ahead. want to touch base on uh, any kind of build, any kind of way you're going to do it. The the wheel has to turn. So there's a, a certain thing, and I can only speak in residential. That HVAC goes first. They know where their big ducks are going in. Biggest holes, right? Biggest holes. They're going to run their stuff. Electrical plumbing last. comes in second. Smallest that, holes. That electrical can go up and down, yes. up and down. They're not going to put it where I got to put blocking because I got a sink and I need yes. to have slope. It's just it really runs a lot better. And most electricians understand that. They give us a little bit of space. We just need to get inspection. I just need to run my shit to where it's got to go. And I want to mount it, clip it, and everything else. And then you can run your stuff all around it when I'm doing shower valves and doing other stuff. And I think that's the best way it goes. Is when you try to interrupt that wheel, how it stops, and then everybody's got to wait. I agree. fucking wire in your way. Why are these wires here? I got a sink over here. You know, but anyway. What are you guys doing? Like just one or two things on networking and connecting with, I guess, other businesses uh we are part of a bni group okay uh we go out uh, we have a guy that goes out in uh, oakville and one that goes in uh grimsby as well because we do a lot of waterproofing and everything else too right so, so you see the value with this networking i bni has been great for us we've seen the value so far we've only been in about six months okay. uh but yeah i see it so far but then again we're fairly new so aaron are you doing any um like in the sense of like being involved with any groups or organizations yeah i just i mean I, i've been noticing a lot of people are getting on facebook groups and there could be a plumbing group or whatever and you guys are just talking trade 
and you're communicating with each other. Like you mentioned earlier in the show, you guys are discussing the trade with other people outside of this country, inside of this country. It's, it's absolutely. It's, it's more people that you meet and stuff. I always have a joke. You know, I went to uh, a school in uh, Oakville here, but I went to three different high schools. And I know a lot of people in Oakville. And you got you know, kicked it's out, a, didn't you? you no, I out. never got <laughs> kicked out of any of them. But uh, I went to three and I finished off at the third one, which was great. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's who you meet and stuff. And you, you, you gravitate to people that, you know, that are do really good. You hold on to their numbers. Yes. And then you just meet people and it's all about communication. I don't spend 10 cents a month on advertising. My phone rings almost every day and it's all based on referral. And almost every one of my voicemails says... Hi, Sam, I got your number from. They said you're a pretty good plumber. You could probably help us out. That's and enough. I'm not trying to brag or anything. Like, no, I'm just but saying, that's, like, that's advertising. I would yourself. advertise, yeah. but the, the problem need, with advertising is two things. Sorry. It's really expensive, and you don't know where to. There's so many places to advertise. So if you told me that if I advertise right here and it's going to cost this much, okay, I, I'd probably be interested, sure. you got to wow. be able to measure it, though. The thing, see, you do. you so got to measure when, it. When I hit, so like this is the thing. Like I got the four guys, right? And uh, like the way I would, the way I kind of figured it was is that, and a couple of guys asked me this: What do you got to do to break a million in, in the plumbing industry? You got to get four guys, in my opinion. That was that's okay. where it's at. Like, All right, you know, like that that that's the, what I figured it out to be, right? But then, how do you get from four guys to eight guys? Because mm. with four guys, like I could run. Are you compounding the same figures? Are you talking two million with eight guys, or is it greater? It, it's it's less yeah it's less it's, yeah you can do yeah because your operating expense becomes more because now you need more people on the back end to facilitate yes. that many guys mm -hmm. because yes. it, it, it's a ratio of like how 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 many project managers can manage plumbers like what what would you say is fair to say that i would say that it's a one to four ratio that you would find it very hard to have an estimator manager that would have more than four plumbers on the field yeah Right, and then what can them four plumbers achieve? Can those four plumbers have two apprentices each, or one, or are they four good plumbers? Or you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. so it's kind of like you know. Um, but what I was saying about the marketing is that until you can measure it, it's dangerous almost. Because like when we got involved and we had to get out there, get Google ads and stuff, it's like you're trusting that somebody is going to come back with the correct analytics. And that you're going to have to say that looking at their pie chart, that means nothing to you, that this is great. Now, they're selling you on cost of a lead. So if you can't generate the lead, if you don't have a process, if you're going to pay $100 for a lead, and now you don't have somebody that's in the office that has a spiel, that's vetted, that knows how to make the contact with this client, marketing is a waste of time. I agree. Mm -hmm. Right Marketing's now. always been a toss-up, though. You, you're basically throwing stuff into a magazine and hoping stuff comes back. Magazines, right? waste of time. Yeah. Realtors, waste of time. Yeah. Like, Google works. Like, it does work. But you just have to be able to manage it. That's the problem with it, right? Yeah, that's a good point. To be honest with you, I think you got to test a lot of different uh, marketing strategies and areas and then measure them. Yeah, because if you're not measuring them, you don't know the success rate. Also, the thing is, though, I think as a business owner, you have to understand marketing as well because if you don't you don't even know is this marketing team delivering on what they're promising you and and measuring it's very important but you got to also think as what's the strategy here are we going to concentrate on cartridges drains commercial and then in that bucket go from there i'm, I'm of the mindset of sam like i whenever i'm a gc so whenever i was looking to hire somebody I didn't consider an ad that maybe was sent my way and I looked at it. I considered it 
like someone I trusted as a trade made a recommendation about somebody else. And all of a sudden I met them and by meeting somebody two seconds, we know if they're legit or not. Mm -hmm. And then I go, I want to work with you. 100%. And so the word of mouth, and I think that the younger generation is kind of skewing towards that plan where you want to test waters, try marketing, try this platform, try this association, try all these things. Why not spend that effort on word of mouth? and just build a brand and let the universe come at you. But it That's also depends it also depends on what are your goals. If your goals are I want to build an actual business and scale it, word of mouth is great and there's another strategy for referrals because you want to communicate constantly with your customers. You want to make sure you're you're in communication with them, you send them cards um, and, and this, and that's really important referrals. I, I think the younger generation is skewing towards that more because in in slow times. But They'll they'll say this will work more than word of mouth. Yeah, but refer. Yeah, but the thing is, referrals is amazing. Referrals are the best customers. But the thing is, though, you have to think about like, do I want to wait thirty years to build a referral business? Yeah. If you want to build a business and build it fast, scalable. you will. It's not scalable. You can once you get the customers in your your let's call it your sales funnel. Yeah, and you bring them in, then your job is to give them the ultimate customer experience. Exactly. And now they become your fan. And then they tell somebody, but until they know who you are, you are nobody. And if you want to spend maybe the rest of your life, 25, 30 years to build that referral business, that's great. But if you're like, I want to try and scale this business, learn what I got to learn, course correct, course correct, bring my company from zero to a million, two million, three million or something. You got to get, you got to, you got to. What, what drive, I know that like Thomas, we'll probably want to wrap it up soon. And you guys are probably getting a little tired as well. Right. And then I actually. I'm having up. fun. Yeah. I'm, yeah. If you yeah I'm, having, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. having a great time. Okay. All right. So I'm sure the listeners will totally appreciate that. But I also, I'm also a big fan and I, I do want to do another shout out to Thomas. He brought me flowers today. Yeah. yeah. Like, Cause I did a recent post. Yeah. No, that I saw that. that. You know, Perfectly I, fine I, to I, give flowers to a man. Yeah. yeah. Good for fine. you for posting that for so, sure. And I, and I got a lot, of, I got a couple of hated notes. You know what I mean? Oh, Weak man out there and all this other crap. No. And then I see Thomas today and he brings me flowers. Toxic like, you're the best. He did, eh? So that's pretty awesome. I thought of doing that too, because I saw his post. I was trying yeah, to it would have been funny if you guys all brought me flowers. I got stuck in traffic. I had no time. <laughs> I was so I wanted to, because there's that balancing act. Like, you guys have families, so there's significant others. There's children, and there's everything like that, and you can't be ultra-consumed by your trade. Choose doll for your plumbing needs and discover the peace of mind that comes with their unwavering reliability and exceptional service. Experience the doll difference and join the growing community of contractors who trust in their expertise and rely on their products. So check them out at www.dollvalve.com and on social at dollvalve to ignore your family. So how do you guys balance that mental? I don't. There's no doubt. <laughs> I have ADHD. We try to remind there, them all the time, family first. Uh, that's yes. how I was brought up. Yes. It's, it's all about family. You know, if you got some problems at work or something like that, you're just going to separate it. If you can't work together, don't. You got to keep the love first, and that's yes. family. Yes. And when you go home, yeah, I try to do it. You know, running a business and stuff, and I'm always doing paperwork and stuff at night, but, you know, uh, I'm also blessed with two amazing grandsons. So, you know, and I've got them this weekend. They're coming for the weekend. Um and you know, like just getting you, back, man. what's that? How young are you? I know it looks like I'm young. Eh? How young are you? 
You don't have to share. I'm going to be well, 55 in, oh, uh, you're a youngin, in about man. four weeks, and you're I'm a having a pretty big party. Ty- Tyler, <laughs> you, you, look, you look sick, Sam. You look sick, man. Tyler <laughs> Tyler told me you hardly work anyways. He has to tell you to get off Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my dad's always putting his phone up and trying to do videos and stuff. I always have to tell him, get to work. <laughs> These guys are telling me to stay home. The only reason why they want to come in is so I can ride with them so they can ride the HOV lane. <laughs> <laughs> So amazing. how are you guys? Ba- like, I love that. I love that response, Sam. But how are you guys balancing that? I mean, uh, I'm an immigrant, so uh, you know, like that's always. So good. you're still on Tinder. It's a bit <laughs> with that accent, I, not for long. Yeah, I, I, I came over with my wife, like we okay, were childhood. Right. Yeah. Here, so we've been together a long time. But and honestly, that's that's the one thing like where I see is the best, a big disconnect in the industry as well is that you know, like th- there's a couple of things I would keep in consideration, right? Before you grow your company, don't pay yourself $150,000 a year. Because when you do, you're never going to scale your company. And you will always be a slave to $150,000 a year. Because we all want that. Mm. Consider taking $80,000 a year, delegating someone at work, and staying home with your family. With the family. Right? So like That I, equation makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That I, is, I, I, so I'm true. after being able to build a crew around me, right? And now we do a lot of work. We work seven days a week. We got multiple buildings, multiple projects going, all sorts of stuff going on. And I'm home every day at five o'clock. Right, yeah. I don't stay Good up till two o'clock that. in the morning estimating, and I do not work weekends, and I don't answer the but phone. But you did in the early years, though, right? I worked a hundred hours a week for years, years and years and years, and and often, like I would say, that was my sacrifice to the trade. But also, it was to work that many hours and not to bank that much money, and that's where I see the big disconnect with a lot of guys that I know. They're like, "Yeah, Aaron, I do want to have ten guys." but I also want to earn a million dollars. And I'm like, wow, that's really difficult. Like, that's I, the hardest part. Like, I want a Porsche too. I want a million dollars too. But I also want to build something that's sustainable that maybe when I'm, you know, 50 odd, I could buy a Porsche. I'll be happy enough with that. You know what I mean? Like, How are you guys handling the, the, the personal life? I'm I, I battling. I'm battling. It's a battle? I don't really have yeah. much. What is the uh, battle? What is the struggle, guys? My battle is my wife hates that I hyper-focus on everything, and I will not put work down when I come home. My guys can call me at 9 o'clock at night, and I answer the phone and have a discussion with them. And I, I, it's, a, it's a battle. She hates it. I blame it on ADHD because I can't put things down. I will give it 110 hyper-focus on it. Yeah. When I love plumbing, I love plumbing. I'll go home and do research. I'll just, I just get in it, and I can't get out of it. And then my wife hates it. So I'm really battling trying to find that common ground. But I have I just keep using excuses when I get to this point, when I get to that point. But I but you're changing the goal line. That's all you're doing. Yeah, right? exactly. Rob, so, how are you? I, I think I just love learning. And to be honest, with you, I, I need more of a personal life. I do have a lot of fun. Like I told you, I like we're like Aaron was saying, like, I do love snowmobiling. I bought myself a brand new top line sled, a sea do. I love to have fun, so those are my things that I do for myself. But I, I could use more of a personal life. I'm usually like working on numbers. You can't let construction consume you. It, it no, can't, but like not. it depends on who you are. And like I said, I don't have a family. I'm not married, and I also feel I started a business pretty late. I think I was like 34 when I started, and I feel like I'm really strong, healthy right now, and I feel like this is my chance. And um, I feel like I'm giving it everything I, I got. So I spend instead of going on social media or watching TV. I'm usually like reading. I'm on YouTube. I'm like thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. So I'm spending a lot of time. I'm also aware that this is a commitment that I'm making. Like it's a journey 
And I'm kind of like, I, I, I want to enjoy my dream while I'm build, building it. Like, yeah, I could probably have more guys uh, in, in, on my team right now, but I feel like I'm learning, I'm growing. This is a lifelong commitment that I am uh, committed to and, insp and inspiring people. And I feel like I'm going to enjoy the whole journey. I don't want to look back and say, yeah, I built a business, but like, I wish I bought this or I wish I did that. Like, yeah, I could maybe go out more to bars and clubs, but I feel like that's kind of overrated. I don't know. I, I, I go out to trade shows and talk to other yeah, like, I think for fun. Like that's yeah. what I do. Like I went to Atlanta to so HR. You're, you're I'm doing consumed wet. by the work, right? But it gets me to like top three things from all three of you, or all four of you gentlemen to build a strong reputation. Top three things? Yeah. What are the top three things? Honest. Shooting for perfect. Honesty. Honesty. Uh, integrity. 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 Accountability. Accountability. Yeah, accountability. Honesty. Service. Yeah. Yeah. Like service mistakes are always going to happen how, how you handle those how mistakes you yeah. with them right and, exactly. and anyone that can realize that's just not a realistic person and, yeah. and that's what it boils down to at the end of the day right i that's say a, that's I, a big one I, I say the younger you are if you are going to start a business or pursue anything meaningful i say make as many mistakes as you can earlier on and don't be scared and that's something i wish i would have been a little bit more understanding of when i started galaxy because i wouldn't have been so concerned to like i i made all this money or i'm in such a good spot what happens if i lose it all or what happens if i i spend it all on marketing and it doesn't work and i'm back at ground zero again i wish i would have been a little bit more like you know what i'm so young it's time to make mistakes like I'm not saying make costly mistakes and go out there. Oh, and be you're like, supposed to learn from every single one. Yeah, mistakes. Mistakes in a hard day is a lesson. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's learns. a learning day. It's not mistakes. Yeah. It's just lessons. Yeah. Lessons. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah, they're so not mistakes. Yeah, they're just point. lessons. Yeah, and learn them. Learn as many as you can. So I want to go back to because we are entrepreneurs, and when there is no pension for us, and the government's not going to assist us, right? So, financial planning. Are are we also paying attention to yeah. other? streams of revenue are we looking at what are we looking at investment wise or I, I, you guys don't have to dive deep into what you're particular doing are you guys just milking crypto like i just i'm chris like I'm there is no saving there's only investing right yeah, uh, yeah. the realistics yeah. of saving yeah. is it's money put away for the day that you're going to spend it that's the definition of saving um, you know, the definition of investing is to use that dollar to make a dollar. Mm -hmm. I, I think now in this recent day and age that, you know, like we, we have Monday morning meetings and I sit down with the guys and, you know, we would start off with our wins. That That's where we start. Like everyone, let's talk about a win from last week. They write it down. We all, we nice. all talk about it. We talk about, you know, some of the IRCs, issues, roadblocks, challenges that we would come across in a week. And then we always bring that conversation to, don't forget, everybody comes to work to go home from work. Mm -hmm. And home from work is your most important things, mm. right? Like, I value family. Like, you know, like Sam said, it's like my biggest why. It's not to be a businessman and have a million dollars. It's nothing got to do with that. <laughs> I want to be in a financially secure position, being an immigrant, so that, you know, when I'm a bit older, I can enjoy my time with my daughters and I'm willing to put in what I have to put in now for that time in the in, in the future so everyone is financially planning preparing you guys are working on things it's part of the business it's educated it's it's contributed because technically you i think you should be offering programs for the guys and we're not there like we just recently started our benefits program we, we only got that a couple of weeks ago which is really a, a but i love hearing non-union 
small mom and pop businesses are offering that for employees. We have to. It's it's expensive. It is. It's expensive hit to the business, but it's worth it because you're going to drive in the the good employees. Well, you got to attract. You got to attract quality talent. Uh, you know, um, yeah, you definitely got to attract quality talent and so, retain them. Yeah. So I think I think talking about retirement and, you know, maybe finding a way of bringing in a financial advisor into your company yes. and, you know, having ha- having an open dialogue about that, that the, the, few, the youth of today understand that it is huge. And I, and I think it does fall on the ownership of company owners because let's face it, like, you know, if I was to say work with a guy and say I worked with him for 25, 30 years and his knees are shot and his elbows are gone and his fingers are bleeding. And at the end of the day, he turns to me and says, you know, Aaron, it's a great run, but you did well, didn't you? And I say, fuck, buddy. Do you not have a pension? <laughs> right? Now, just saying, like, like yeah. as an owner, like, I care about that. Like, I yes. genuinely do care about that. That's just the truth. So, like, I just wouldn't want to work anybody into that position, personally speaking. So if I could put away that, you know, I can assist in, in that for somebody, uh, I know that's in the future for expert plumbing. Yeah. I can see the resumes just piling up on your desk right now after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like at one point, Sam, were you, were you looking at your business that way too? We're always trying to, to figure out what we want to do and stuff. And I think, uh, like Aaron said, it's investment. So, you know, there are some times with a smaller business, non-union and stuff like that, when are you going to get the time to figure out what's going on and stuff? You're going to do some of that stuff quarterly because you just don't have the time to do it all the time. Or you can't do it weekly because you're, you're like you said, you're working six days a week and stuff. So having said that, you're always going to try to reinvest. I'm always putting money and tools back onto the truck. I have the world's best tools on my truck and I have two of them. They're identical. You open the back doors to either one of them and the stuff is all in the same spot, almost the same spot. Um, and we try to always reinvest in that. And then you, you take the money and you kind of invest it and you got to make those payments monthly to think about that future because, you know, yeah, uh, I've been in it for a long time. I'm a bit of an old dog and stuff, you know, did I start off by starting off by investing properly back in the early nineties? Probably not, you know, and you know, my business is only 15 years old, but in that first 10 years, it's like somebody told me the first 10 years is a massive learning curve yeah. and you're investing in all tools and all new innovation. And guess what? There's innovations that are going to come out next year and I may be interested in it and I may invest in it. So you're always reinvesting in it, but the company is still making money all the time. And that's what you want to yeah. do. I'm very grateful that I was brought up. Well, I was very, very lucky to get into local 46 as a, as a union plumber. And ever since I was 18, I was making top wages and I was very, also very lucky that my mom, my dad, and my uncle realized how much money I was making at 18 to 23. And they're like, you better do something with your money. And, you, and they made me start investing in some real estate. And I bought a couple of properties. And if it wasn't for doing that, I would do a lot of side jobs. So that was all of my um, expense cash for going out, partying. But all my check money was going into because I lived with my parents. And that's why I was tell my apprentices. I'm like, if you live at home, stay at home and have a plan and save your money, invest your money. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't I would have never got to 33, had a home that I paid 700,000 for in a great area and realized, like, you know what? I'm starting a business mm. and I was able to do that. And if it wasn't for without really knowing it, having a plan and saving and doing side jobs and making those sacrifices, I wouldn't have arrived, I think. Financial literacy. Here. 
Financial literacy well, it's like is you big know, construction is not known for that. No, not at all. But you have to break the boundaries. Like, but even most industries, you have to break the boundaries. In, and as as leaders, as people who run businesses, you have to break the boundaries and help these kids out. Because yeah. like, yeah. you have to teach them that. Because maybe their parents didn't teach them. A lot of the people that are coming you know, into trades didn't are, teach them. No, school didn't teach school them. And their parents are usually get people that. Not saying they all had horrible parents, but a lot of the guys that I have, they had a tough upbringing. Yeah, but yeah. They and their trades guys the, worked the, with their hands. A lot of people's parents didn't really know any better. Like, no, you're a right. lot of people that just don't didn't know better. I just happened to be lucky where a few of my parents, they put their money together as Europeans that came to Canada, and they realized the only way to kind of get ahead is brothers and sisters. They would pool their money together, and they bought one property and one... And then my mom taught me as a kid, like, you're going to open up a savings account. And I'm like, okay, great, mom. And I took my $6.50. It's tougher today, though, with the price of everything and how it's costing. And now we're talking multi-level. And it's just a whole different landscape. It, it is. Right? And, so. and, and, and that's why I, I kind of want to work my ass off now to inspire the generation. Because I think being an entrepreneur is so important now for creativity and I feel like it's so important now more than ever. And I feel like, I think a lot of people are resonating with that where they, they feel like they're getting duped by that nine to five job. They don't might not know it, but they're like, there's something wrong here and it's out there. And I think a lot more people are being like, you're telling me I could go with my mobile device and I can start a side hustle and generate this much revenue from my home. But as long as everybody's on the same page, because the thing is being on your phone, on a smartphone, on an active job site, just like how you had your earbuds earlier on. And then. No, we're talking after work. This is. Oh, I know, but, it, but you're getting a lot of trades people that are constantly on their phone, whether constantly. they're playing crypto or they're playing games they're or they're yes. looking at. Like, that's just a waste of time, right? So mm. I wanted to ask you guys, uh, because I love that this whole roundtable idea, it's all about community and not competition. And obviously, mm -hmm. there's no competitors here. You guys are all looking at each other as if you guys are wanting to work with each other. Are there situations that you guys have collaborated with some other people in the industry to work on a project or thrown work to other people? I mean, we're a GC. We do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, we're well, plumber wise though. Have you guys collaborated with other plumbers? You have Rob. I know you have. I've done that with actually numerous plumbers in the past. And you me, and, me and Rob banged off a job there. Yeah, yeah we, we killed it. <laughs> we killed we, it. I literally, got, I, I literally got a call one day. It was the most was random awesome. call. And I'm like, I was just thinking it was time sensitive, this and that. It was pretty it's heavy duty job. commercial. And I was like, I definitely am not equipped for this kind of a job, especially this rapid pace. I call it, I thought of uh, Aaron right away. I called him. It was so crazy. It was like on a whim, him and his estimator went there. I went and met him, bam, 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 bam. We next, you know, there's holes being dug. We're running forage PVC. 400 with, feet. Yeah, 400 feet. feet. Yeah. impact drills in the mud are you like doing it sam or yeah so the answer to the question is yeah we do we collaborate sometimes you know like i'm a small business i've only got two trucks and i've got people that need something done they don't want to wait tomorrow and and, and it's fine what's if they the don't average wanna... business these days how many trucks does the average plumber have these it days? all depends it depends on what you're doing too in terms of plumbing but for what we do we only have two trucks and the guy needs service so i've thrown work to aaron I've gone on to Rob's site. He's needed some help to finish up a house. It was a couple of years ago. We went there and you know, there's, there's, we just keep in touch. The customer needs help. We're going to reach out and send them to that. hundred percent. You got to keep it. Like I've, I've used the other contractors that are used other plumbers. Cause at the end of the day, if you can't service the customer, as long as that customer is taken care of and they have, they're happy. That's all that really matters. Like if I can't get there, it's like call the next guy that I, I believe is, is uh, like I, I trust. 
uh, that'll take care of the customer. As long as the customer is happy, they're like, okay, I'm, I'm just happy that you took care of me. We know that the younger generation doesn't know how to communicate the way we know how to communicate because you actually talk to a person mm-hmm. versus texting to a person or emojiing to a person and DMing a person. Looking at a person. Looking at a person yeah. and communicating. Yeah, is, oh this, my God. This is so weird. There's four bodies here and I'm talking to them about yeah. plumbing, right? And you guys are kind of holding me in the same regard even though I don't swing a wrench, right? Mm-hmm. So I still solder and I still prefer copper. Mm-hmm. But how can you educate these people to have better communication skills? Because they're going to need it to deal with other suppliers. They're going to need other tradespeople. They're going to need it for clients. Oh, servicing. Yeah. We, we say about your thing. plumbing license, we compare it to a driving license, right? It's like, congratulations, you are awarded a piece of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't swipe it too hard, like, you know? Uh, like, and, and that's just the truth of it, like, uh, because, uh, you know, uh, yeah, like, Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I know about communication. Yeah, about (laughs) communication. So that's what we tell them. Like, it's the whole, buddy, you could be the best plumber in the world. But you can't communicate. And and like, if you go to the GC, like, like, you're such a good plumber that you're frustrated with his level. So you, like, you know, you, like, you show a bad side of yourself. And he doesn't care that you're the best plumber in the world. He cares that you leave his job so you never return. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like we, we, we had a guy like, and he, and he can plumb things. And uh, I had a GC ask him not to come back to the job because he wouldn't say hello to him. Mm. And it's like, buddy, like this is basic. Like, oh my gosh, get on the job Hi. site and just, just <laughs> yeah. say hello. What's Bring him up? a coffee or something. Like, you know? I just had yeah. a customer. I just had a customer earlier today. He goes, we had um, uh, one of my guys fell through a ceiling. He stepped back and like. Step back, misstep, and went right through the kitchen ceiling. Didn't go through. He just a leg, just a leg. Holy but he went through. Cow. And like, so I had to call, and I'm like apologizing. I'm so sorry. No, I'm ho- happy. He's fine. I'm like, let me know what the charges are. We'll pay. We'll eat it. It's course, fine. This yeah. and that. And they're they're like, we don't care. Like, we love you guys because your guy actually communicates with us. We have a lot of plumbers that come on site that literally be like, is this what I'm doing here? Yep. Okay. It's and gr- they won't say grunting. nothing. Yeah, they're it's cavemen. Grunting. They're yeah. cavemen. And, and homeowners and other trades people don't want grunting. Yeah. I say, back when I was in the union, I used to say that, because uh, I was always service in the hall, and I was like a weird breed, but I always said construction guys in the hall were cavemen because they just grunted at people. Mm. It was like, put that pipe up there. Mm. To, all, <laughs> to, to, to all you young guys listening out there, to all That's you people, awesome. you have such a great opportunity in the next 10 years because most of society is becoming more useless yeah. and, uh, and, and can't communicate. Most and none of that stuff. If you, becoming more useless. Yeah, without the internet or a computer, <laughs> they cannot uh, even hang a picture on the wall. They cannot do a lot of common things that our parents, your parents know how to do. And guess who they got to pay? You. And if you can communicate and you like people, you are going to be so well off and you are going to kill the game. I'm curious if a blue genie came out of this podcast right now, if you guys could be another trade, what would it be? HVAC. HVAC. 100% <laughs> man. Yeah. Oh my God. Go HVAC as well. HVAC. Aaron? Uh, I don't believe you have to be another trade to do HVAC. I no, I know. Like okay, elevator so, technician. So my, I know mecha- mechanical is in my future. Okay. Right? Yeah. So like I know at some stage we'll, I'll be HVAC too. HVAC. I basically, HVAC I basically dance on the I basically yeah. dance on the HVAC line yeah. already. H, it's, H, it's HVAC heating, and plumbing right? go hand in hand. That's hand why in the hand. states hand it's hand. plumbing HVAC, yeah. and yeah. that's why I I I love HVAC. I think it's fascinating. At this point, plumbing is a vent, a drain, a water, like HVAC is like, 
that's another thing. Where are we trending to? Like modern HVAC. Like I hope no boilers. HVAC guys listen to this podcast and just probably get all over. Get all over. But, but, but if, you, if you go back to Europe and you talk HVAC and talk boilers, like it's that's, that's a plumber. That's a plumber. That's, yeah, that's, a, pl- that's like, a wet so, dream. So like my that's my background though as a plumber. You know, like when I came to Canada, that was the big difference that I seen was it was like oh wow, like the separation of plumbers over here is really really different. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas in Europe, like a plumber is servicing your boilers doing your install yeah but to be honest they almost don't even call themselves plumbers they call them heating engineers is what they call themselves yeah but europe i'm I'm going to change mine to an elevator technician but europe has generally always (laughs) been because they make so much money (laughs) europe has always been known for craftsmanship it's different though right it's totally different i think we're a little backwards we're definitely not the epicenter and i'm sorry to say for the american listeners uh, they're not the epicenter either (laughs) i'm sorry but it's i'm just i know a lot of guys on social media like a lot of the guys on social media some of the greatest guys that like some of the most talented plumbers and HVAC guys I know on social media don't don't even have a license Mm -hmm. because in that state they don't need one they work under somebody else they don't have a gas license they're not a plumber they're technically a laborer and they do some of the most fantastic hydronic walls and well having a driver's license into in this country in this city yeah doesn't make you a better driver no I know exactly and never never has because hydronics is unregulated and a lot of guys are gonna probably hate me for this one is that you know, like it's almost of a difference of opinion. And the only good hydronics guys are the guys who can prove their efficiencies and that they don't follow manufacturer specifics because they were given a diagram. If you can't run your heat loss calculations and you don't understand the science of it, all you are doing is what somebody else tells you to do. Mm-hmm. And unless you can prove that that works, it's great that your mechanical room looks great. But like if it's not functional yeah but come on man like like if you you've know? been doing heating for 50 years then you're gonna probably have that high level of education you've done a million installs uh, adam just said the wife like, cheated on me don't i don't know I, Dude, got, I got yeah. a drug problem you, i don't know like it doesn't matter if you i'm just saying years. you know how many level of ex- how many years of level of experience how many installs you have to do to get to that level where you look at stuff i'm like i think we need a try indicator there and I we maybe it. need a check I get it. like like I, I don't know. I think it's it's like anything. If you wind it back to the basics and that like if if you can't understand the basics and install a basic system, that if you're jumping to advanced jumped off manufacturers uh you know, recommendations, you're just gonna run into a world that you can't control. And and like I have gone into jobs where, you know, we're like a job now where we're in a building we're troubleshooting a heat exchanger. We're like the tenth plumbing company in there. And, you know, I bring my specialist in, we take a look at this together, and it's like, unless you know the science of plumbing, mm-hmm. and you can scale it back. Mm-hmm. But how many That's years, how many years does, it, how many that. years, how many years does the specialist have? How many years of experience on site does he have? Five, two years, 10 years, 20 years? But then you but shouldn't I'll, I'll sell systems the, I'll you I'll don't understand. I'll argue the point that, like, you could have 50 years, you can have one year. And do it all matter. wrong. I get it. But right? when you're dealing with mechanical systems, they are so intricate and so different. Every building, every install is so different. Like, but you almost have to re-educate yourself. That's the issue. But the science is the same. Yes. No, the science is the same, but the space is not the same, and the systems can be piped and and synchronized in so many Which different ways. Which brings me to my next point. Where okay, obviously, is the government doing enough for tradespeople in the construction industry? No. 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 Is it four no's or what? Yeah, four no's. Well, all they're Rob's on the fence. I can't believe you're on the fence. Well, no, but I'm just. Are you going for mayor? 
No, but, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to. Well, I'm just, 15, I just, want to, I just want to think through really like. Are they doing enough? Can they do more? They can yes. do more, but are yeah. they really doing enough for most well, industries other than something uh, that's? Well, I, I don't but know. But that's about a different other, conversation. Yeah, yeah. There, there but should that's be what I'm an saying. incentive to take apprentices. Like they, they Thank got, you. They and I've argued that point over and over on this show. There should be at least a tax break. But guess what? I argued that over But guess what? But guess what? Trades aren't a good business for the government. They do How business. How is building an infrastructure no, but for major, a city but major, is not, not good, good business? <laughs> I'm talking about universities and colleges, which are major revenue generators that generate they're billions major of dollars. Gener- rev- no, they're not major. Okay, they are. Revenue generators. They're, they're networking hubs. Universities and colleges are networking hubs. Families of families no, are networking I, I, with I, each I, other. I, I, My son daughter is going to go to this school because your son daughter's that's there, fine. and they're going to get a job with you. That's what it is. I, uh, no, but it's more than that. They are part. They're a part of a system that. But breeds- the money that's being bred from those educational systems, like we've argued this on the show so no, many times, the money you spend on a trades career. Versus the money you spend on any other degree, you technically it, barely spend money on a trade yeah. career. You get paid. You I get paid to go to school. But that's thousand dollar grant every year. What are revenue generators for? Uh, we're talking cities and federal governments. They're basically like universities where it's like fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars a year. You bring people in here. You throw them through these curriculums. That's our revenue generators. Educating tradespeople, it probably to them is doesn't generate billions of dollars. But if they that's were why focusing their incentive is there on that, you you first of all, you would streamline a lot of the construction that goes on in, in either commercial or residential, whatever, and buildings, and you wouldn't have an LRT that's still being built. You wouldn't have an archaic subway system that's from the nineteen forties in this particular city. But who's that's to say that? Compete. But who's to say that doesn't benefit the people it that bene- are part of that system that are lo- are basically it involved benefits wealthy people that's what i'm saying but the thing is then you get you breed lazy people to work on those servicing but, priorities of those businesses and, and i understand and that, i know people that go into the infrastructure of these union related businesses that just enjoy their service call where they'll work 10 hours and they'll get paid for 40 and they'll sit around for those 10 but that's hours, because right? because the company that is probably right. owned i'm sorry but it's just and that's what i'm saying is like you almost want someone to just kind of revamp but you can't because you got to fight corruption unions but that's what i'm saying there's a reason why stuff. it's like that so because the, I, I started with the whole sorry i, I just i don't because we're getting close to rapping because i i'm not tired i can keep on going for days but the thing is uh our our program is like oh yeah which a lot of money is being pumped into you guys get a kid from oh yeah and i hear most of the time that kid doesn't know anything so but it's just ontario a, youth apprenticeship program oh, right it's, not, it's a right well look like, yeah but it's just but like, also the skills calls uh, colleges of trades right where you got programs that are selling the idea that you can learn how to be a plumber for ten thousand dollars if you're here for three months and then they get dropped on your job site and they, they don't know nothing, know nothing. <laughs> nothing. But to, to, to be warning honest, to everybody out there do not go on one of those courses i know but yeah, they're, they're convincing 18 19 year olds to, 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 to get the money from the to parents be, uh, to, to be honest there. it's an introduction into the trades and like i told many students like walking into sam's van is okay. an introduction I'll, into I'll, I'll give it i'll give one but, out okay, there to the guys for an introduction right instead of spending that much money on on getting yourself on a course how about you take a hit and you find someone like sam or someone and say hey like if i came to work for you for, the for free summer and i didn't charge you 
you know, could I could I tag along? Shadow. There you go. Like that. Shadow. Save let me, yourself let me some work. money. Yeah, <laughs> let me work a week, that, and if I'm if I'm valuable to you, then you pay me after. That. Like show. Let me show you absolutely. that I'm valuable. And those are the ones that have the passion and stuff. And believe it or not, I have a kid that wants to come next week. Mm-hmm. He took that course. He wants to find somebody. He wants to work some. He wants to come for the first day and just shadow and cut some pipe. And he says he doesn't want to get paid. You know what that tells me? It tells me he has a passion. He wants to see what we do. He wants to learn. He doesn't, he doesn't need to get paid. He's not coming if you don't pay him. You don't give me gas money to, for travel allowance to get to your Uber. job. You know, Uber or something like that. You know, like it's the ones that really, their car broke, they took a taxi to work or they took an Uber taxi. I'm well, dating myself. But anyways, you know. What was the That's what's what you do. Saying? What's the saying? There's a saying. It's uh, do more than what you're worth so you can do less uh, so you can do less for more money later on or something there's a saying like okay. that like it's like i i grinded as a first second third year like i went through it like i did 38 hour days i didn't say no and i remember going over to black and mac and not knowing anything in commercial and my journeyman said to my manager said the kid doesn't know nothing but when i call him at three in the morning he's there yeah and that's all i care about yeah and sure. like Dedication. I didn't care about hours, I just went. That Dedication. was it because are, I learned. Are the new crop doing that? Mm-mm. It's rare. It's so nice. from what I'm hearing, you know, I, I got my I, I got my business mean. with my three sons. So I've been pretty fortunate enough that I've You're just lucky. I'm lucky. That's what I'm doing. But from what I understand is there isn't too much of the drive that there used to be from the older generation like myself. Well, in or the hall, any of us that in the in done. the hall they had to have a meeting with all the apprentices when I was there, and the because the they had the thought in their head that they had to get paid to learn anymore. And there is a literally they're like, you want me to learn how to do that? You're going to pay me and, and pay me to do training to do it. And they had a, a whole meeting with all the apprentices to be like, if you want to make more money and you want to be somewhere, you got to invest the time outside of work. Yes. You got to do the research outside of the work. Yes. And it was yeah. literally all the apprentices at local 67 that they had to bring in and be like, you guys want to get paid for training from all these companies. And you're, you're wondering why you're not going to get work. You don't know anything. Because you're not investing the time in yourself when you leave. And that's the problem with this society. Like, I give my guys books. I'm like, yo, you're interested in this? Like, one guy loves drain cleaning. I'm like, I don't know why you like drain cleaning, but I make money on it. Here, I will invest all that time. One guy wants to learn heating. I went to Hot Rods, and I brought him to training. I was like, if you you have a passion for it, I will bring it in. You know what I mean? You'll feed it. I'll feed that passion. Sure. To, to, be, like, to be honest, I think a lot of learning is done off the job. When you do an install, yeah. you reflect on your day and you look at it and you're like, you pick it apart. Like, how could I did this better? What could I do there? How could I have done that? And that's why I try to tell Nicholas and Adam, I'm like, you know, when you do something, think about like, how could I have done this better? Or I'm happy with my install. But if I did that, that, that and visualize it, the next time you go and do that install, you're going to be well prepared. There's a lot of installs that we go into. I'll kind of visualize it, draw it out before we go in there. So I'm prepared. And I think that's, yeah. It's you, funny. Sorry, Dan, Dan's actually said on the podcast, I listened to you a few of your podcasts before I came in. I listened to Dan's one and he, he literally said in it, you can't be passionate about something if you're not good at it. Right? True. He did say that. And yeah. like... Uh, you have to find something that you feel good at for you to have a passion for it. And that's why, like my guy that loves drain cleaning, he's like, I'm good at this. I want to go into it. I, I, I love that he did a story this morning where he was saying, I don't know anything about the construction line. I've never listened to a single yeah. episode, Yeah, but I'm going to be on it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just straight. I'm a straight shooter. I like, I've never been on it. I've never Great. listened to it. My, my, the owner of the business, Logan, my cousin, he had, he's like, Oh, I know that. Those guys. And my brother actually, Connor Gordon, he was like, I know those guys. I was like, man, fuck. I've never heard of them, but I'll, I'll go on it. This is awesome. Yeah. It's so. awesome. 
Is there a, have you guys built your dream plumbing project? Is that, have you guys achieved that unicorn? Mm, can close. you uh, elaborate on that? What, I don't know. If you what? come to a client and they actually said, this is what I want you to plumb. And you said, well, that's my, my unicorn. That's what I want to build, right? I've always been itching to build. Because you guys come in and it's almost the same over and over and over, right? But if you guys actually... No, we're different. Like, honestly, like, I, that's... It's like finding your niche. Like, what, another thing I would say to people starting out is be very careful with your niche, right? Sam, like, you, you've you done that very, very well, right? I found like, my niche and like, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I'm fishing good. that pond really good. And, good. and I think we do it really well. We make mistakes just like anybody else. I'll just let you guys know that. Yeah. And you got to be a man. Sam's to got out feeling locked down. But it's true, right? Like, in fairness, when, when, when you find your niche and you can get really good at it, because if you want to scale a business, like, maybe start with a niche, get really good at it, and then figure what's next from there. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And I'm branching out. What I'm doing is learning the hydronics, thanks to Aaron, who uh, pointed me in the direction of that fantastic retired teacher, Warren. The guy's an amazing guy. So we found our thing. We've done it. We've gone to the houses now. We've put in the latest and greatest stuff. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Hand-painted toilets, gold faucets. You know what I mean? Like, some of these houses are Yeah, pretty those flowery toilets you put in are pretty cool. Like, sick. It's not my thing, but it's, they're sick. No, no, thank who's you. Making, I don't want who's hand making hand-painted toilets? Kohler? No. Well, who's... They, Do they look nicer with smears There's or what? a name on the toilet, and um, they just stamp their name over top of the toilet. And I tried to get specs on this, and I couldn't even get it at all. And it turns out it's just a total toilet that they just put their own plate, brass plate on top of it. Clever. They get somebody, they take Clever. it all apart, they put it in the, they paint it and fire it up, and then put the rubber parts back into the Clever. tank and stuff so like smart. that. So, so smart. Anyways, the point that I was saying is, I found my niche. We did it. We've done some pretty amazing projects with me and my three sons. We can look back. We drive by the house and say, "Hey, remember that one? Remember when you said that stupid joke in that place or whatever you did? You know that stuff." But now we're branching out to the hydronics. I wanted to learn everything, and thanks to Aaron, he. Did that. So I'm at the point in my career that I want to just branch out a little bit more, but I'm doing it small and I want to keep it going because the name Sam the Plumber, if you've got that, I don't want it to be Sam the Plumber super stretched. I mean, your bandwidth is your bandwidth and you got to stay and work in your bandwidth and you're going to be really good at it. That's what I you think. Gotta, you got to constantly be wanting to learn. Like I got into hydronics by myself. One of the first custom houses I started in Oakville, all in copper and the guy's like, you know how to do hydronics? I'm like, yeah, I know how to do hydronics. I had no Fake idea it you make it. what the hell I was doing. <laughs> I literally read the Upanor book front to back. And then I worked with next Steve Goldie, which is amazing. And uh, this was before I met, uh, met Orist. And I, I can honestly tell you the craziest thing I ever did. 5,550 feet of pecs I laid on my hands and knees. My first project. Oh, I wow. nailed every clip. That's how determined I was. I did a two-zone system. My first in-floor heating job. Started that system up, and it worked flawlessly. But I was talking about committed. I was committed because I was like, I don't. I never wanted to be just a plumber. That's that's a vent. That's a water line. I just wanted to be more than that. It's funny. The and only you just got to go out. The only section I got perfect on on my Red Seal was uh, was I steam, have red steam seal. and heating. This was before Red Seal yeah. got my license. Steam and heating because yeah. it's all I. When I was a second year in school, they were like, "Okay, we're going to teach you uh, hydronics." Not a lot of people understand this in plumbing. And as soon as the teacher said that, I was like, 
this is what I want to learn because I want to know this because nobody else knows this. Well, yeah, you should you know what I mean. But you, but you should know that. That's why, like, getting our license five years in the trade. To be honest with you, that's an introduction into your trade. Five years. I don't think you really even get to the point of being skilled at a trades until you're about or anything. I say ten years. Yeah. What do you guys ten- get excited about these days in plumbing? What excites you when you guys Pro see press. this? <laughs> when, you, when, 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 you, when you see when you see the schedule and you see the list of jobs to do and you see what's mechanical on the grocery list. mechanical for me, for me it's the, the, the bigger the reach like so like what I've kind of concentrate on this year is to you know push away from even the the decent sized jobs that we're doing and get you know bigger jobs right so now like even we're you know outsourcing some estimating just to kind of get get our numbers up. You know, we're watching our monthly numbers of estimating, but between me and uh, and Mike, there's only so much estimating that can yeah. be done. Now we can reach out further to get more, attract more attention, and then we can outsource some of that estimating to see if that we can bring in some new clients and land some of those jobs. So it like the bigger you get, it's that there's a better dollar value in the bigger jobs than multiple small jobs. I uh, when when a customer says I've had ten plumbers here and I can't figure it out, and I go in and figure it out. I love that. It honestly, my always ego, figure it out. I ninety percent of the time I'm the one that figures it out, and I got that from the guy I learned from. His name's Sean Bishop, and he was very well known in the hall. If I ever went back to the hall and said I learned from Sean Bishop, I can get a job anywhere. Because they're like, if you can last with that guy, because <laughs> he was, he was, was oh, oh, but, but he fair. went through 10 apprentices with me and like, he like threatened a guy with a pipe wrench and like, he was like rough around the edges. That's not a threat. But That's I, a fact. <laughs> but he, he literally w- was a wealth of knowledge and I learned so much from him just from the diagnostic start, side of things. And he always said, you just got to break plumbing down to just the basics, water going through pipes and just break it down and think about it and think how it's going and think how it's moving. And, uh. Most of the time I can figure it out. And most of the time it's something basic that other plumbers just didn't break it down, make it simple. Like um, Hamilton Hospital, their toilets and everything, their whole cold line was full of hot water. And their toilets are full of hot water. Everything is full of hot water. And we're like, I'm scratching my head. I can't figure it out. Go into a, a laundry sink, a laundry mop sink. They had the line open and it would cross-connect over the weekend. And the whole line was filled with cold, uh, hot water. And they're like, we've had so many plumbers here to figure it out. And I was like, yeah, there you go. Let's figure it out. And they're like, what Here's the, the hell? <laughs> yeah, we've here you seen, go. We've seen buildings plumbed wrong where, you know, uh, we've seen buildings plumbed wrong where, you know, that would be the outcome of it, where the hot would push into the cold because the PSI and the hot would be greater than the cold. And at any point where you had a uh, single-use faucet or something, that it would basically wear the seals away and push itself back. Mm-hmm. really yeah like we had a high rise in toronto and like on a couple of the risers we basically had to install check valves on each of the units to isolate it to the units it was happening so much yeah because mm-hmm. because hot has a bigger expansion than cold right expansion and contraction so hot will always push into that cold line i just had it this week too with one of our houses he uh he opened his temperature control valve and he was using his hose outside and he was like man all my toilets everything's hot and i was like went over there looked at control valve turned it I was like, because he had an instant hot water tank. And I'm like, well, as soon as you run your hose, your instant hot water tank is like starting to run. So there's got to be a cross connection somewhere. Mm-hmm. Figured it out. And he's like, what the hell? Rob, what, what gets you excited? Uh, mechanical. Any of the mechanical. Any of the mechanical. I can't wait to get into more mechanical stuff like apartment buildings, condos. That's where 
I want to start pushing into. Residential for me, I like it, but I feel like at this point, it's like what gets me excited is like I need to learn more about big stuff, pumps. Sam? For me, it's, um, I mean, I like the mechanical part of it too, but for me, it's, again, a family business with my kids and just building bigger homes. I mean, I just last week I I uh, quoted probably the most expensive house that I've ever had to do, and I just sent it last week. Oh, and um, about 20. Wow. And, um, Jeez. Nice. Yeah. How many bathrooms? 10. So, 10. So, basically. How many mechanical rooms? Two. <laughs> two. Yeah. And there's sinks everywhere. But, anyways, Four the point supply. that I was saying is that the uh, most of our houses are between six and nine bathrooms. We have three houses that have nine bathrooms. We haven't even started them yet. So they're a little bigger. So what I like is the grand scale of that because the big scale is going to have some amazing detail. Amazing detail like some of your walls and stuff like that. It's the things you haven't seen. And, I and, did that. Eh? And that right there, that music bar, that... <laughs> I, yeah, that's, I, did that. yeah. I think that's very cool. And you're going <laughs> you to see new details that. like that. Come on. That stuff makes me, makes me, at the end of the job, to put it all together and then walk away from a hole in the ground... It looks pretty cool. I like that stuff. Quickly, I'm just curious because I never even brought it up, but uh, tank or tankless? Depends Depending. on the house. Depends Depending. on the house. Yeah. How long do you plan on living there? <laughs> Depends really? on the space. Depends on the house. Depends on the requirements, mm-hmm. the space, the environment. Bit yeah. of an investment. You know, let's face it. It's probably double the price for a hot water tank. But, Combi you know. boiler with storage tank. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You know, Research. See, that's my thought. That's right there. That's the best yeah, but wait, wait. Depending on the space, depending on the requirements, like that might be overkill for a single family dwelling with like three bathrooms. Okay. Yeah. Elec- why, why electric hot that? water tank with a heat pump. That's that's the future too. Right? What kind of what, he, what kind of hot water tank though? What kind of heat pump? It is Bradford Boy. It is until you start <laughs> converting everybody's garage to an electric EV charging station and hydro rates go through the roof. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I and then we have a blackout again. Then we have a blackout. I can't wait for that. Then stuff. Quebec is going to be a mess because you know what I was they ta- prefer electric heat and everything. I was talking about a guy about that the other day, and he actually brought up an interesting point: is that if you are going to do uh, one of those chargers in your garage, that consider it to be a warm space because the statistics that they'll give you on those charging rates will be based off a warm space so in here in north america if you're going to put one of them in your garage you're gonna be twice the price yeah you might want to make that a warm space just like when you get your gas uh, mileage on the sticker of a pickup truck it's like that's based on the highway at 90 kilometers on the most straightest road and perfect environment they always base it on perfect i know you guys are more commercial side but the thing is how important is water efficiency for your clients Huge. What's Huge. What's, yeah. what's water efficiency like? Well, just designing systems that actually become more efficient, so then it's better, so you're not consuming 100%. as much water. Well, wa- Huge, well, right? well, water recirculation, right? Yeah, like that that that's a huge topic to me because it's like you get into custom homes. Like, are you recirculating each washroom group? Um, are you doing that with multiple pumps? Like, what? How is that a fit? Like, so, like, uh, if you have eleven washrooms, nine washrooms. How much water do you want on demand? Do you want water on demand like a hotel? Or do you want to run a central loop? And then off that, you're going to have, you know, lens of peck, say, 50 feet long. Well, the delay on the hot water going down those runs, it's not going to be like it is if you group each of those washroom groups and you run back, say, a, a, a recircling for each each fixture group, right? Like if you were to pair them up into washrooms or kitchens, but then at that stage, are you going to lose efficiency by putting nine yeah. pumps on? 
or do you know how to no you balance it yeah you balance the system you put one pump you balance the system and that's what you do yeah just like uh, we've come a long way from the first mechanical rooms where you see on instagram it's like yeah i got 10 zones with 10 10 pumps going it's like why not just use zone valves with one pump and so we're selling hot water recirculation like we're trying to like break it down and estimate to be competitive energy okay like well how on demand do you want this like are you yeah. are you willing to wait 20 seconds 10 seconds you want it in three seconds because then we have the it's all zone. part of the design we we give it to them we don't we don't we we put it in there anyways the houses are so big i gotta run a research line up to yeah i i run it up to the primary but they're they're not having a conversation <coughs> with you about saving the planet right no they're not they're not doing that but we're gonna put a research line in because you know what it's all about your your own eco footprint that you want to leave behind and stuff like that that's very important also people don't know what they don't know right like if they're not working with the right contractor uh uh, building their house they don't know what they don't know and 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 sometimes they just don't know so it's up to uh working with the right professional to help guide you just like if you're buying a car or a piece of equipment you would hope that the person you're buying is educated enough that can guide you because you're not going to know every single thing right I'll 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 throw out a big one uh in the industry right Check the check the flow rate on pecs. Check the flow rate on your recirc pumps. I just haven't had that. And make sure that you're not, uh, in all honesty, like I had the open all rep in the office the other day, and he was the first person to say it. Like, there's no half-inch recirc lines if you're using pecs. No. They all got to be three-quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I've it, never seen anybody set up a half-inch. Mo- well, why would mo- you? There's, it, most people are running. I would say ninety percent of the industry are running half inch recirc. Lines. Yeah, but but at the end of the day, though, the only job of the recirc is to prevent water from being stagnant, right? So you're not supposed to create massive amounts of. Flow. I guess if you're doing twenty thousand, thirty thousand square feet, you're gonna have to have a certain line with a certain GPMs. But, but your pump, the, your it, your basic uh, hot water recirculation pump will exceed the gallons per minute. Um, advised on pecs which it will ultimately cause pitting and is that it, what's happening with Upinor right now well, with that's, them why turn, that's why they're, they're failing. failing they're failing yeah and, and, and like, do they know they're failing yeah oh they it's do because it's an it's a it's they're not put, what they're saying it's clearly in the handbook you just got to read it it is mm. in there that but that's read the, the instructions yeah like that's that's what i'm saying is that most stuff is oversized as well too so there's everyone probably, oversized yeah, exactly points. there's excess friction and heat because people can't do their head loss calculations yeah. Yeah. like so when we're running research lines now like we're counting the footage of pipe right where we understand um for your 90s like you know what type of loss you have friction of course. loss of course. Uh, if you bend pecs what type of friction loss so there's a different ratio for I think for every there's month. a friction loss for bending. Oh yeah, when you bend the pecs, even, oh, I'm right? sure it doesn't. So you can stay buy them, not as much, but you can still buy the manual ninety. I think, like, don't quote me on this because I could be way off. But I think on a half inch fitting, like you're adding like ten feet of pipe, and a crimp fin, right? When you're talking half inch, as in like a headlock. Because the actual fitting actually reduces it down to the uh, the interior, and diameter. it slows it down that much with the sharpness. I, know, I just have to have how much how much yeah, uh, does no pecs sleep. reduce flow? So at rate of eight feet per second, uh, the CPVC fitting will cause less than one percent restriction in flow, while pecs fittings create twenty three to fifty four reduction exactly. in now, flow depending wow. on the fitting used. Now, so how many gallons per minute is a three quarter inch copper pipe? Uh, basically you're looking at, uh, it's, um, why is this covered up? 
3.2 to 6.5 gallons per minute on, on a three quarter inch copper. Yeah. So, but I, but on a pipe on a PEX, it's 20 grams. So so why is PEX 20 uh, gallons per minute more than a copper? I thought it was the other way around. Maybe less less fittings to make uh, make up for it because 90 uh, rigid pipe you got to do massive amount of offsets where PEX you can do if it's done correctly nice mandrel bends. Very nice man. Well, Beauchart came up with stainless steel crimp fittings for pecs that aren't just yeah. 90s. They're actual swoops. Swoops. They're, they're, and they're stainless steel fittings. They're not brass or mm. plastic. I've, I've they're always, actually really, really I've, nice. I've always yeah. never really been into using a lot of fittings on pecs, like on crimp. I've always used them like to penetrate walls and floors. But anything other than we were talking about your toilet supplies. So use 90s straight lengths of pipe to penetrate walls and floors. But going into ceilings, nice mandrel bends. Like picture exhaust systems when you do mandrel bends on exhaust systems, how it free flows and restrictions. It's kind of the same, same kind of, you know. We got called into a high rise recently. Fluctuation in water temperature in the three bottom floors. The system's bed from the top down. So we go up, we take a look, everything seems to be working good. We check the recirc, recirc pumps installed, seems to be working okay. We go downstairs, we go down to the bottom floor, we found that somebody came in for a repair. They ripped out the inch and a quarter copper recirc line, they put in one inch pecs. What? Well, the, well the, pump couldn't, the pump couldn't keep up with that anymore, like it couldn't pull, so it basically wore down the bearings. Oh, and blew the, the pump? It, it didn't blow it, but it's not acting to the way that it was. And like, Brandon. yeah, now now on the three lower floors in this building, they get a fluctuation of temperature. And the, the, that's common mistakes that you're seeing in the industry now. Yeah, sure, it's convenient to come in and put the pecs in, but you're not seeing the result of understanding the science of the plumbing. Yeah, right? But that's also lack of education. Like I've always been a believer if like you go in there and you go in to chop out a one inch, inch and a quarter, inch and a half piece of copper, you're not gonna be putting in packs. It's just like, it's you're never gonna transition. Well, you don't know the trade. But how many plumbers, yeah. what was in the van. Or who they sent. How, what drug he's on. What that's poor training. He's on. Poor, it kinda goes, poor, to, goes poor back training to though. Poor training. It kind of goes back to what you were saying about someone who's putting in a hydronic system. If they're just looking at the manual and they don't understand the science behind it. Yes. They need to understand that. They need to understand it. And that's where the service aspect of the trade comes in because a lot of people look at service. Oh, you're just a service guy. You can't do construction. I understand how that pump works all the way down. I know how to repair that pump. It might take a little longer to do the construction side of things. But I understand how it works. Oh, I if I ever heard prepared. that, I mean, my ears would perk, and I would, yeah. I would just look around and just wonder, okay, so who's actually going to put this person in their place? Yeah, right. Yeah, because all right, Jenna, we got to we got to wrap it up. I, I like Thomas. Honestly, I, I we actually covered almost everything that we kind of <laughs> put together. You guys have been amazing, absolutely amazing. Honestly, I hope you guys just enjoyed this as much as I did. Yeah, it was fantastic, man. Yeah, thanks for being a part of this. Thomas, thank you, and Maddie. Thank you so really much for I just asked questions together. so I could take it to myself so I could save the money from not hiring you guys. That's all I do. I don't want to feed into your Porsche fetishes. That's all it is, man. Every plumber well, I know has a Porsche. I think I think everyone here is an open book, so I think everyone's yeah. happy to share. And, and that's what's amazing. Like You guys are totally looking at it as a community instead of uh, competition. I think that the younger generation really needs to understand that. That's yeah. that's hugely valuable. Getting in or getting out of this industry, man. Yeah. Just understand that you, there's lots of brothers and sisters in this business, man. 100%. Well, I'm just looking for a backup plan. So I can call them up and say, what the hell? <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking for a backup plan just in case. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. if you guys want to share your information again, just as we kind of sign off so everyone knows who we're speaking to, I mean, they'll all be in the show notes. So if anyone wants to reach out, obviously you guys are totally open to people reaching out. If they're applying for a job, shadow, they want to shadow you guys and learn something like, yeah, we'll even answer questions if you have them. Yeah. 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 All right. So starting with you, Aaron. Aaron again from Expert Plumbing and Drains. Uh, Instagram is Expert Plumbing and Drains Canada. <laughs> Uh, yeah, check us out. We're here if you have any questions or queries. And, you know, we're here to facilitate the future for anybody that wants to get into the trade. So don't be afraid to reach out. Adam. Adam Gordon, Gordon Bot Plumbing on Instagram. Uh, I work for a Rella Group. Uh, if you're looking for anything, give me a shout out on Instagram. I'll always answer my questions. And, uh, yeah. Rob. Rob from Galaxy Plumbing, uh, galaxyplumbinginc.ca. Um, and you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and uh, we're always looking for great talent uh, to grow our thriving business. And uh, send us a resume or reach out if you have any questions regarding plumbing or construction. We're here. Sam? Sam from Oakville. Sam the Plumber. Uh, website is samtheplumber.ca. Um, nobody remembers a phone number if you want to go to the website, samtheplumber.ca. You can fill out the contact form. You leave a little message. You can get my email address from there. You can get all the information. And, um, yeah, just a small little family business, just me and my three sons, and um, we love doing plumbing. How long did it take you to come up with your handle, Sam the Plumber? Not so, so long. Funny. I remember that handle. <laughs> I really do. Sam the Plumber is so cool. sick, man. It, it was pretty sticks. cool. Do you remember that thing yeah, uh, years stick. ago where it was Joe the Plumber? It was that whole uh, yeah, political yeah. thing? Yeah. That's when it hit me. Joe the plumber, but Joe freaks Joe good. I'm Sam the plumber. Sam the plumber. So, anyways, called GoDaddy. Pretty much that next week, bought the rights, and it was available. It was available. Wow. .ca was available. A lot of people are sad about that. I think I I paid like sixteen bucks, and I've paid it ever since uh, for that handle. I own the website and stuff, and they still send me emails to hey, want samtheplumber.com? You know, for like two grand or something. I'm like, no, I don't. Uh, I'm good. I'm I'm good good right there. Canada, Oakville. I want to thank Thomas and Dahl, Valves Limited. Thank you so much uh, for all the water bottles. Everyone's seen these, and uh, we're going to enjoy it. And uh, I guess, yeah, we have swag. No, there's no swag. We'll get swag from you eventually, one day or something. But yeah, you know, I tell you what, you guys, uh, everyone in the catalog. Oh yeah, can't hear me. I'm back. Nice. Uh, yeah, you four guys, uh, pick six valves out of catalog you like. And, uh, let me know and I'll send them to you. Fantastic. I know where you work. Wait, there's a fifth guy. You're awesome. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you work? Do you work out of? Do you work out of the actual um, building? Dull. Dull. No, I'm located on a South Pacific island, which will be undisclosed at this point. Nice. Oh, oh, oh my God! Can you invite us? Midland. <laughs> we actually done a water main. The doll blew their fire service. Like, oh, did you do that? I did. Us? I did that. Yeah. Oh shit, that Sherlock. Sorry, Oops, did I do a good job? <laughs> That's awesome. He's got a cottage, so we're all going up. Yeah, going yeah I can't wait. Awesome. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, so I've been in Airbnb because I'm doing a rental on my house. Oh, nice. nice. Right? Yeah, slow and slower. And uh, and uh, yeah, Manny's doing it, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how about the cottage? Is there a cigarette boat or something like that? Cigarette boat. No. Yeah. Okay. No. That's great. Okay, I'll take a fishing Thanks boat. A we can go fishing. I got a tin can. I got a close about 18. Perfect. Foot. That's all we need, man. I want, That's all I want we to go need. fishing. Awesome. Yeah, but thanks, guys. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it.
Okay, I think that's it, gentlemen. And, and you're more than welcome to return and do a show individually and just focus on you guys, man. I'd, I'd love to have you guys back individually. Oh, and you, obviously, Ross. if we want to plan another one, I'd love for you guys to come back in a little while and see what else new and yep. kind of going on in the industry. I, I don't know. It'd be great to have a show with you, Sam, and your, your three boys, man, to get that perspective. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so, Manny, great. I'm going to say thanks a lot for that. I, I wasn't expecting, like, an individual stuff, but... Uh, before that, I'd say I, I would be uh, coming back if these guys were here. I most certainly would uh, appreciate the opportunity to come back and share some information for all the people out there and learning some stuff. If you learned anything from it, um, it's always a good thing and stuff. But, uh, yeah, coming back, I would love to. I love your show and Thanks, love man. what you do. And I you think it's great it. for the community and your footprint. And it must make you feel really good. And that's feels great. And that's at awesome. the end of the day, it feels great. I love it, too. Yeah, it's great. You should do a Royal Rumble. Like an electrician, a plumber, an HVAC guy, and then we'll just throw a roofer in there There's just for fun. There's not going to be any talking going on. It's just going to be tools flying let's around let's the let's table. Let's no, no one cares about the electrician. Like honestly, like look at every movie and show out there. <laughs> throw a roofer. No. Throw a roofer in there just no, for. But I, but it's, it's I like true. the roofer. Like, no, Rob's going to be dodging no, bullets from just, every electrician out just there. For the record, that's Rob from Galaxy yeah, no Plumbing that just said nobody cares, cares about, about the electrician. Yeah, the only reason why I say that. Please don't cut the power off to his house. <laughs> right now, there's you a might need it. House, man. You need to have best damn Rupert in no, here versus all of them. We, we <laughs> care about all the trades. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm just kidding because my brother's a licensed electrician, one of my best friends, electrician, and we just no, go back. Where do you work? Where do you, where do you live again? Yeah, What's we, the address? Trust me, don't, don't worry about it. No, thank you, gentlemen. Honestly, uh, thank you very much. Really, yes, thank, thank you, you Anthony, thank you, Adam, thank you. Rob, Sam, thank Tom. You. Thank you. This is like something I've been coming up with for a long time. Rob actually pushed me and started making suggestions, and all of a sudden put this together. And I think it's going to be the beginning of something beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. So I definitely I think, think so I think too. a lot of people that are listening are notepad in hand and taking notes. If they're not, then they're an electrician. Yep. So <laughs> we're out of here. All right, guys. Angelina.